The Commander Crunch Podcast is brought to you by PureMTGO.com. Head over there for great articles covering all formats of the game we all love. This podcast is also brought to you by Josh and Pat's MTG Bazaar, your home for magic card auctions in Australia, New Zealand, and Malaysia. Now, on to the podcast. It's breakfast time. Welcome to Commander Crunch episode 22. You're here for your nutritious serving of tasty Commander treats served up on the regular. We're all about celebrating the culture, community and creativity of primarily our favorite format of Commander plus the side serving of entertainment and pop culture discussions for ancillary influencers. I'm of course one of your hosts, Sam, and I'm joined by the man who's here every week because I can't get rid of him. I'm only kidding. Cheshire. <laughs> hey, doing, man? I could really do with a drink, to be honest. Yeah, I've got a drink. I mean, there's probably I... more Australian things I could say, like the C word, <laughs> but quite frankly, it's been a week. Uh, I have to go to a work function tomorrow on a Sunday that I don't get paid to be oh, at yeah, because they're functions. giving me a free lunch. Yeah. Um, but to be honest, I'd rather them just give me a $50 voucher and let me go ham on like a bottle of fucking vodka. <laughs> Hi, everyone. <laughs> Back. I have a glass of gin, which I don't have any beers in the house to uh, to honour our illustrious guest uh, and 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 drink beers and, and flip things. Uh, you probably heard the hint there. Uh, we're of course joined by for another one of our awesome guest profiles. Just hang out, talk about Commander, talk about life, see what happens. I'm probably not going to cut or filter any of it, and that's the best fun of it because I want to see what comes out of the brilliance of these other people. And uh, you pretty much offset my work because if it's just Chesh and I in a room, I'm going to get very boring very quickly. So as I kind of said, uh, we've got a guest coming at you live from the Saskatchewan Prairie, uh, host of two incredible podcasts, CCO and Commander Ab Populum, two actually very, very near and dear podcasts to my my heart, and, and I want to say big inspirations of this show itself. Uh, also, exquisite altruist of cards, uh, beautiful and, and hands also, of craftsmen, yeah. I'm, I'm, the, the person who I would most name a Sasquatch from Saskatchewan. That's true. That's true. Uh, a ripped Sasquatch, I'll say, if you've seen some um, some, some full body <laughs> shots of uh, of this person lately. Far out. Uh, president of the Brash Taunter Appreciation Squad. Flipper of cards, drinker of beers, and advocate of good times. It's Ryan Paneff. How you doing, man? Oh, man. Good. You guys could not, <laughs> you could not get me any more rock hard with that intro <laughs> every time i thought you were done every time up. i was gonna be like oh yeah oh no they're they're still going <laughs> yeah it's yep, good yep. to be here guys it's great to be here we've had some pre-show talk couple pre-show beer and i am <laughs> feeling good i'm happy to be here i love hanging out with anybody with an australian accent because you guys are so in tune with not only the culture of Canada, but also the extremes of it, whether it be mm-hmm. spiders, weather, people, uh, inability to get magic cards on the cheap, whatever it is, we, <laughs> we are in tune. On time, yeah, yeah. That one stings my soul. That was spent, yeah, yeah. I, hmm, I, I wasn't you know ready what? for that I, one. I both meant to and also did not mean to. I'm sorry. No, no, it's great. It's great. It's uh, who is ringing right now? It's my brother. No, I'll stop that. Um, but yeah, it's it's 
this bang on. And I, I'm surprised you said spiders. I'm like, oh, oh, I mean, as a proud Australian, I'm like, we've got the best, toughest spiders in the world. They're gonna, they're gonna mess you up real good, and they're gonna our, appear. Our in your, spiders your... will beat the Canadian <laughs> hockey players. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> they're gonna appear in your pillowcase. Well, actually, you know? it's it's funny you should mention that because I have I have actually hit uh, a funnel web with a uh, with a hockey stick before, like a puck. And I tell you what. It did not die. It got up. It ran. Yeah. It ran straight for me, and I had to hit it again. Wow. <laughs> and I was like, fuck it just you, buddy. Turned the you other are cheek. poisonous as shit. <laughs> it just lifted it its biceps like, and, and said- It was just like, oh, you think so, you prick? Now I'm going to fuck you up. You want to fight? <laughs> yeah, I think that's that's the best way I could put it. The amount of spiders you squash here, and you like, squash them, you put your boot into it, you put it like, I get a serviette first just to make sure, like a, a piece of paper, and then you just boot and, it you with know, your with wanna, the boot laden foot, world. and then it gets up, and it's kind of half mangled and squashed, and it looks back at you, and it's like, is that all? I was like, oh, God. Is that all? <laughs> I'm, I'm still here. You better kill me, you prick. Yes. Yeah, no, I will, I will actually say here, just because I've been asked a number of times, um, the only time I will kill a spider is if it is A, in the house, and B, poisonous. Yes. Um, if I know it's something like a daddy long legs, which oh, technically best, speaking best are friends. extremely poisonous, but actually can't excrete enough poison to actually kill. Um, yeah, they're amazing. They're fantastic. Yeah. They'll keep flies out of your house. Um, try not to move them out into the wild because they are not wild spiders. No. They are actually house spiders for a reason um, because they need the shelter from birds and stuff. Um, so if you get a daddy long legs, like just don't freak out. They 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 look big and they look mean and they are not. And look them up on Google. They're called a daddy long legs. They're just, They've got a fucking cute name because they're a fucking cute spider. Yeah, they're go. just Great. a gangly little spider and they're lovely. And, and yeah, we've I got them here too. We've got them here too, but we regard them as a little bit different, right? Like they are long legged spiders that if you <laughs> if you crush them or kill them, it will rain in eleven days from now. But they like to be just a little bit more kinky than just long legs. So they're mm. like, no, bitch, I'm fucking daddy. Yeah, it sounds hey like a there, sounds like a Peppa Pig I'm character, right? <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. And and I'm glad you touched on that note, Chesh, because that is a good point being quite a naturalist that I am. It's it's the point now that I will preface that it is I will always objective A, try and get them out of the house and into the environment they belong and and think that I'm going to receive some spider energy back and they'll be like, thank you. Uh, you know, thank you for not stomping on me. But the the, the, the caveat to that is, is, of course, the great uh, hunter doesn't even cast a web because it's not a proper spider. It's just a piece of shit. Uh, the whitetail. It's it's yeah, it's. It, I, I have been bitten by a whitetail. I still have. Those guys uh, suck. A, a, a divot out of my arm from where <laughs> uh, the necrosis was uh, boiling up, basically uh, on my arm. So I can oh. absolutely say whitetails. Yeah, bit me in my sleep. Whitetails are the fucking they worst. are because they're not even interested in having a cool house in the garden or anything nice there they're like no nah, i want to live in your towel i want to live in yeah. in your bedroom as like get stuffed you you die so anyway we digress i'm under the covers while you're asleep i'm biting your arm expect to wake up with a boil yep now guys is it time to do a bloody uh, uh a spider tribal deck that's something i've thought about for a while like that'd be, uh, that'd be kind of no, rad 
hard pass. Oh, well, I've thought about it in the Australian <laughs> theme. I've been wanting to make an Australian deck for some time. So um, we'll, we'll get to that one day. Um, I've got some brewer's notes to start off with before we get into the, the main topic. But as it always goes, the whole thing is the main topic and we just see what tangents we lean on and I'm all for the good times. So it's going to be fun. The only thing I had uh, this week was I, I, I didn't actually update any of my main decks per se. Oh, no, there was one. I ordered a Soul of Eternity. Which is the uh, the crazy new everything from Commander Legends is great and like a dollar right now. So you know, in, unless it's a bejeweled lotus, you don't need that thing. Um, but the, the the Soul of Eternity is like a Sarah Avatar with Encore. It's equal to your life total. And why is this relevant? Because I've been playing Lathiel and and playing uh, putting. Uh, counters on things equal to how much life you gained and i'm finding ways for when things enter you gain life like the trostani way basically how, how, how tough they are and if something's your life total i.e soul of eternity you gain 40 80 life and then you encore it you on in the 2000s that kind of stuff and then chuck it in an altar of adventure and flush the toilet it's the best thing ever so the, the the thing i like there though sarah avatar was one of those cards when i started playing i'm like it does what it's 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 over nine thousand. It's it's magnificently just humongous, and everyone's like, "Well, it doesn't have trample, doesn't have flying, doesn't do anything. It's just a big beefer." I'm like, "Yeah, sure, but what what other crazy things can you do with it?" And you can't like put it in your graveyard and, and abuse it that way. But this one, they didn't even care. They're just like, "Here's a here's a seven mana creature. You can just do what you want with it. It's equal to your life total, and then you can get three of them if you want to get it out of your graveyard later for for, for nine mana." So. Cool card. I bought that one. Uh, I just wanted to give that card a shout out because I don't think anyone's talked about it. I just think it's super cool. So, uh, yeah. Um, the other super, one was... Hey, super on the down low. I actually did just buy a Soul of Eternity as well. Foil, extended yeah. art, going straight into Bryon Stout Arm because you can fling it for 40 Hell yeah. and gain 40. And then you can Encore <laughs> and you can get three 8080s. And then you can fling those as well and gain 80 life after you attack because it has haste, right? Yeah. And... <laughs> If 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 you say over nine thousand, really it's it's over eighty, right? Like it's it's, it's the same exactly. thing in Commander, right? It's, over eighty, yeah, times three, right? So it's enough I, to send something to the Shadow Realm, you know, or someone. Yeah, it's I certainly appreciate that card, and I did buy a copy, and it will go straight into Brian's Sardarm, and it will replace Sarah Avatar, who is yeah. just a really big dumb ass beater from Urza Saga <laughs> or whatever, right? So this this is going to do a lot for the slot that that card was in. And I think like Sarah Avatar, the art never looked like what it represented, which is just like it's I know it's an avatar, probably an all worldly, ototherworldly being thing that It just looks like a fucking paladin. It's just a person it's just a person on a rock. Whereas Soul of Eternity looks like I don't know if I can see birds for scale, but it looks like Soul of Eternity is like a Titan from Attack on Titan. So it's like, yeah, that's what it feels like. But um I'm glad you said the the uh, full art one, Ryan, because I got the same one, just not foil, because we don't like Pringles around here. Um, oh yeah. You guys got <laughs> that probably happens. huge humidity swings, right? Like yep. <laughs> in the summer and winter, right? You're talking yeah. about the humidity swing capital of the earth. Oh yeah! Oh and you yeah! Know what? You can you can eat <laughs> a taco care. off these. I don't yeah. care. I'll eat tacos one week. I'll eat hot dog buns the next week. My cards will <laughs> fold either way, and I will double sleeve them and keep them just packed tight in the smallest deck. Like I'll stuff my hundred card double sleeve decks into like a sixty card yeah. deck box just to make them not curl. <laughs> I don't care. I'll stuff them in. 
No, and, and that's the thing. We we do those kind of things just to keep them down exactly. And it's uh, yeah, I like that one. It's just like you you open up that box if it's a bit premature and it's just going to accordion out of it, spring across that's the room. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> it's great. Everybody's um, but, a little bit too sensitive on how much their foils curl. Like get oh, over totally. it. It's not nineteen ninety it, anymore. Cards cost more. They want to spend less. And they have to print way more. You know what? If you don't want your foils to curl, don't buy foils. Yeah. Fuck off. <laughs> that's, exactly. I, that's, yeah, that's, me. that's me. I don't know. Don't Maybe I'm wrong. Anyway. I don't know. Oh, actually, no. Buy all my foils. Don't buy anyone else's Yeah, foils. Cheshire's. Yeah, uh, link yeah, to your yeah, eBay yeah. store in the, uh, the notes there, Cheshire. I'll, I'll make sure that happens. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, Those but, foils, no, they won't curl. Got it. Bang on! I think they look cool, and I have them, and I won't. I won't be upset with them. I'll just put them in sleeves because otherwise, it's and it's a joke we make. But the hot dog bun one is the funny analogy because it's the more extreme version of a taco or a Pringle. It's like it's gone. It's gone full circle, and it's like ooh, it's yeah. great. Um, but yeah, the the, the thing I was going to point out, I do love. I I kind of want to, even though it puts a, a great altruist um you know with less work to do when i get a full art like this um oh no you can do around the edges at the top of course uh but the full art ones i do like how they emit any kind of reminder text and so encore just says encore seven white white bang done full stop uh, yeah. not even a full stop there's no it's just clean and and some of them uh like the generous gift is the one i think of the old brainstorms that do it too anything that has scented text oh that's got me that looks cool like it's just powerful Really, really nice. So I like, I, I forgot that's what happens when you have a bigger uh, border art thing. So, yeah, for sure. Actually, speaking of Australian stuff, <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, did you say scented text or scented text? Okay, great. Scented text, I believe the, the first and the second one there, Chish. Was a joke. <laughs> uh, Brandon from MTG Lexicon says, tell Ryan I miss him. Uh, I need to see that Gojira deck again. I'm, Where did I'm, you write that? I'm literally just replying to that right now with a bunch of hearts. <laughs> <laughs> so don't worry, have, I got you. We have a great kind of thing that happens whenever we, we push record. It seems like everyone just turns up in our Discord of, of some of our favorite people and uh and, and they just all sometimes they just cram into chat, which please don't do that if they they they're around now because I have to cut it out, or I'll probably just keep it going. Um and and we just end up with a podcast before a podcast. It's very funny. But, uh, yeah, thanks, Brandon, for showing us love. Uh, Brandon, also, I told Ryan like a month ago, I said uh, everyone was said F, F you, Ryan. And, um, yeah, it just please come back on Lexicon because it was the best. Um, oh, yeah. You know, you know what? I You know, here's the thing. I uh-huh. don't get a whole ton of FUs, right? Like, yeah. It's a thing in CCO Nation. CCO Nation is the Commander Cookout community, right? And whenever there's maybe a new entry to the discord or a new patreon supporter or whenever somebody says something that is like indicative of the entire community that is on twitter facebook discord whatever platform it is there is a big time response and mostly it's a barrage of many 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 middle finger emojis <laughs> and we call it the cco salute and it's great and you know i'll say something sentimental every once in a while like hey i appreciate the support hey cco nation check this out it's all because of you guys blah 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 right and while that is sentimental heartfelt and sincere i'll get like one middle finger or what have you right like just a thumbs up it's like good job good job thanks for being here in your own discord like fuck off right and it's like <laughs> What? 
and then some some new person comes and they just get like thousands of middle fingers. <laughs> we call it getting finger blasted, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which you should not not Google. Don't Google that. So so when somebody <laughs> somebody like Brandon or somebody like Max from Commander Central, like F that guy, mm-hmm. right? Says something and and they get finger blasted, finger blastings pointed at me. It makes me feel special. So when other content yeah. creators want me back, it's like it oh, anytime. Him. And you know what? When when Magic Fests come up and start again, I don't give a shit what part of the earth it's on or if it's mm. otherworldly. I will be there if it's you know what if it's Kyoto, Japan. If if it's if it's fucking London. Dublin, Mars, Mars, the moon, Brazil. Like, I don't give a shit. I'm going. I had so many god dang flights canceled from 2020 that I've just got like credits falling out of every orifice of my body to fly literally anywhere. Mm -hmm. I will go to Magic Fest and I will jam Commander. Mm -hmm. I don't give a shit where it is. And it's going to happen. I will finger blast anybody who needs to get finger blasted. And I will receive finger blastings from probably anybody unless they've got beer can sized <laughs> fingers. <laughs> Chess, do you have beer can sized fingers? Uh, no, more like spider like. All right. I'm, I am coming to I, Australia. Really no hands, questions asked. So. I just love it really so much. So, so Ryan, we're kind of just jammed right in there, in a in a just a, a crevice that don't Google at. Um, uh, in, in a place I've wanted to go anyway. Brewers notes. Goodbye. I was going to say something else about something I've done this week. Don't even give a shit. Um, we're going right into uh, pretty much. I thought you were the best person to jump on 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 a microphone, talk some shit, and uh, just hang out and talk about what you know. You, you said it yourself like looking at the positive sides of what the hell 2020 has done to bring us all together. Cause that's all I'm focusing on. And I, I think I've learned so much this year. I've had the opportunity to make my play group across the world. Chesh and I have said it ourselves, like we're going to do the same thing. Like it was inspired by lexicon and then a few other places. It's like, we're just going to get to whatever buddy GP happens in the next couple of years. And we're going to have the most just epic biblical GP Vegas or GP, whatever, that has ever been seen. Magic Fest, as Chesh will tell me. Um, but it's yeah. it's surreal to me, and, and call me starstruck, whatever. Chesh goes, they're just people, dude. Come on. Like, and I'm like, yeah, great freaking people. But this is the year I got to talk to all these people that meant a lot to me, and I, I don't want to... I'm going to get sentimental as shit right now, but I've listened to your podcast for a few years now, and it's like I... I it's to the point where, you know, you get, reach that saturation of listening to something where it feels like you're just listening to friends and you're part of the conversation, but it's like it was little moments as well. Like it's just I've got legit friends and support people, you know, in my life now that live across the other side of the, wor- the world, and it's it's little things like hearing about like Chris Von Doom or Lenny and, and, and F those guys, you know, for sure, and love them, and, and like... Lenny now hangs out with me in, in games and a lexicon discord and, and says, oh, my husband thinks your your voice sounds sexy. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. That's the best. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, Lenny, you are a true human. He doesn't human. say like, that about just... me and I met him in person. I hosted yeah, and him. And Mother ass. Cool, you've got the coolest voice there is. So exactly. So it's, 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 it's sentimental there. So, I mean, I didn't say it at the start, but 
thank you for joining us, Ryan, because this is, um, I think of all, all guests, I'm going to I'm gonna just put it up there. This is one I was most excited about. It's like, I get to talk to oh, Ryan one that, day. Um, that, and, that is cool. That is cool. You know what? There's there's a ton to unpack there, and I want to respond to all of the different <laughs> little sub-sentiments that you had there. First and foremost, I am not. I am not the coolest voice you've had. I am nasally. I'm fucking loud. <laughs> so you better get your I'm the you, get, you better get your line straight. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Second of all, second of all, Lenny and Steven, I hosted those mother asses in Calgary, <laughs> and they're they're hanging out with you. What yeah. the hell? I I watched the War of the Spark preview with them. We cried. We cried together. Mother ass. <laughs> I'm over, over over some some Lincoln Park wasn't it? Like, yes, that what the- <laughs> yes, that's important. That you talk about pop culture on your podcast and you're not respecting Lincoln Park. Yes, exactly. Mother ass. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mother ass. Anyway, now that I've got all that out of the way, you know what you say? Magic Fest wherever it is. Magic Fest doesn't matter. Magic Fest will go. Magic Fest. Who gives a shit? Get people together. Play magic in person. Magic Fest, show mm. up. Get a needle in your arm so you're not making other people sick. I'm in. Yes. Like, let's do it. Let's make it happen, right? Wherever it is. And sure, it's probably going to be somewhere like New York or Los Angeles or Las Vegas, London, Tokyo, somewhere somewhere big that has had a, a very long history of low number of COVID cases. I know we're not talking about COVID, but somewhere that has a low number of hashtag pandemic cases and is Australia. easily accessible because it has a major international airport, like <laughs> Australia, what have you, right? <laughs> Australia has like four cities. It's fine, right? Yeah. But let's let's do it. Let's make it happen. Let's. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's about getting together and being part of a community and just, playing magic and hanging out eating food being part of the local culture drinking beer or whatever it is that the local culture drinks and and just i'll I'll say camaraderie but sometimes camaraderie has a very um masculine connotation attached to it that's not what i'm talking about it's about the camaraderie in in the sense of people who have a common interest interacting together in a positive way and i just i'm so god dang excited about having that happen to me again just Mm. having that happen to me and being part of it and whether that like i said is in brazil australia america canada tokyo japan tokyo japan it's the fucking same place china (laughs) wherever it is i'm just i'm so god i can't even put it into words how excited i am because there's been a year of like missed opportunities i had yes i had six or seven flights booked this year to go to different places all around north america to play in magic and or commander fests that just didn't happen you know Mm. what i mean and that's not where i want this to go and i'm sure that's not where you want your show to go but it's it's a rule it's a rule of contrast we've got to address the fact that when things uh, missing and what that leads to which is is what you're getting at anyway i'm pretty sure that's yeah. like okay. my belief I, on it I, is the things are a lot more positive once you realize what they mean and you miss out on them and and that's that's the energy i want to project and kind of bounce off this year uh because i, I honestly feel we've made 
The Commander community made 2020 the year of Commander, even though it had no business being the, the year of Commander at all. <laughs> yeah, despite, despite the marketing on the year of Commander, and yep, while TM. there was lots of Commander produced, right? And, I mean, one could argue that, yeah, because of the product that was released, it is the year of Commander, parentheses, product. Yeah, right? I, and I, I, I say and that tongue-in-cheek, I guess, yeah. Yeah, sure. that's fine. You're Australian. You say everything tug-in-cheek, don't you? <laughs> yep. That's a subtle jab. <laughs> Welcome exactly. to the nation. Yes. No. It's fine. No. No, we say everything correctly. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> You're like the spider. What a fight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll finger blast you with my spider legs. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know what? Like, I'll, I'll give you a list. I'll give you a list. Mm. Seattle, Anaheim, Milwaukee, Vegas, Toronto, and ooh, there was one more. Shit, what was the last one? Not to mention Houston, that was the same week as my anniversary or whatever, which I like. I wouldn't have went to because my anniversary and my wife would have like castrated me. Mm-hmm. That's six, and there was another one. That's seven major events in North America that I missed out on. And with Brando, we wanted to go to, I'll say an international event, right? And mm. Of course, all of the United States events are, air quotes, international, but we wanted to go to, you know, a a South American event or a European event or a Asia Pacific event. Definitely. And we we missed out on all of those things in 2020. And this is going to be our year to say, hey, here we are. We've got this fan base. We want to be these people. We want to be the guys that everybody wants to play with because... To us, it's about the experience and the the again the camaraderie, mm. and the the event, the experience of Commander, the entertainment that is mm. Commander, and we just missed out on all of it. And missing out on all of it makes us reminisce, and the reminiscing reminds us how much it. We we love it and how important it is to us to meet new people and interact with the 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 listeners of our content and the lovers of MTG and the people who make it possible, the the tournament organizers, the judges, the vendors, the people that come and sweep the floors at convention centers on Thursday night, you know what I mean? Yeah. The people who sell hot dogs for fucking eight dollars in Vegas and and the people <laughs> who provide <laughs> thirty five hundred different mana symbol cupcakes for us to just like <laughs> walk up and say, Hey, here's my event ticket give me fucking 85 cupcakes right like those all of those people that just now i want fucking hot dogs yeah those those are the people that just make it possible and part of the experience all the cosplayers i've been to i've been Mm. to magic weddings in vegas you know what i mean i've cut cake in in the command zone you know what i mean and that's the kind of shit that we miss right and 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 that feels like another world to us, of course, and it's like we we joke about Australia's kind of little excuse of a uh, of, of a GP or Magic Fest, or whatever, and it's funny, and that's hence why we need to go over. But yeah, it's it's these stories. It's like I I can't believe what no, actually you happens. Know what? Hey, I'm going to stop you there. I'm going to stop <clears> you there. I want I want the first Magic Fest in 2021 to be in Australia. Yeah, and Australia <laughs> is historically underserved in terms of sealed product underserved yep. in terms of english singles 
underserved mm-hmm. in terms of Japanese or or foreign language that that surrounds you singles product so you can't even profit off of that or if you do it's like bought up and then you like by foreign investors like i want the first magic fest to be in australia and i just want people to flock there i want like a five thousand person magic fest in victoria or melbourne or wherever your biggest city is wherever you guys are i just want yeah. it to be there so we can all just enjoy nice weather good food huge spiders huge magic fest mm-hmm. and just i want that to be it to put australia back on the map and i'm yeah. not saying that because i'm on a like an Australian show, <laughs> air quotes. Bias podcast, yeah. I want it. I want that because that's what over the last, you know, eight or nine, ten months that we've kind of all got fucked. Mm. That's kind of the the trend that I've been hearing. Right? It's like, oh, this bad thing happened. Oh, this bad thing happened. Oh, now the the downturn. Now this bad thing happened. Oh, now this other thing where they're they're reallocating products that were originally for this region are going to this region and it's like come on fuck we're all in this together aren't we yeah apparently not and and like i don't i don't mean to put a negative spin on on the conversation or your show but it's like can't we spread kind of the shit and Mm. kind of absorb all of it equally apparently not and i i hope that I, I okay. hope that when when the good starts to roll around, that the people that got shit on the most can get get a bunch of the good. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. And I was I was gonna say anyway. Yeah, the, the, we've just had another dis, uh, distribution announcement that we can't get Commander Legends for until the 18th. I think is one thing, but it was also a and this is a. I, I always look at everything uh, like. Chesh, I think, will be a bit more critical and probably realistic about this stuff. I'm always like rose-tinted glasses. Yes, they're a company. They're going to make decisions based on like, you know, where's making money, whatever. But the one that kind of was lately against what I believe in, in a way, and I still, I, I'm always understanding things that have to happen, but was like the actual product is going to go up in price because the distribution is going to be handled by someone different and, and someone uh, not directly with Wizards, that kind of thing. So there's another party involved as far as I understand it. And so all of the uh, local game stores have to put another surcharge on things, I believe. Everything's going up in price. It happens, but it goes back to... And Chesh can chime in here with a bit more realistic view of it all because, I, you know, forgive me if I'm being a, a, a positive panda, but... I go back to it and, and like our, our chat with Coach Davey, I'm, I'm, I find it more relaxing to just distance myself from it and go, so what if I can't get cards? I've got cards here. I'll still play. And, and it's fine. Like what happens if the, the, the game shrivels up and dies? That's not the point of why I've been playing the games. And, and that's, that's also t- touches on what you're saying, Brian. Uh, and I really want to make that point that I realized I said Magic Fest being tiny in, in Australia. That doesn't matter. Size size and status aren't shit. Like, they don't matter. It's about... It, I think you said this to me months ago when a little comment on Twitter, but art imitates life and life imitates Commander. And the whole point of Commander I've been finding in all my explorations and talking to people is doesn't matter if you're winning the game. Yeah, we want to win the game, whatever. That's ultimately the objective, but it's they're enjoying people's company along the way. And every single person is interesting. And that's the point too. So it's it's that's what you appreciate out of those events for sure. So again, we're, we're throwing massive tennis ball topic things across the tennis field of proverbial awesomeness. And I'm sorry to top load every, every response with... 50 different things for you to retaliate back with. But um, I don't know. I don't know. I'm a bit lost now. 
Does that mean I need to bone Getting deep, man. All right. Here's, here's the thing. Uh, Australian magic fests are absolutely smaller than other magic fests mm-hmm. because wizards couldn't be bothered. And, and I say this as somebody who does get sponsorships from wizards times and time to uh, do events and stuff like that. So if anyone wants to call this out as like some weird, oh, you just don't like it because you haven't got X preview card or whatever, you can go and fuck yourself. No, oh, you're um, speaking to the choir when you're talking about people who haven't got oh, preview cards for fuck's sake. Sorry, I just blew my mic so that. hard. No, no, that's fine. Uh, some, somebody tried to use that as a as a thing when I said something negative about Wizards, and it's like, no, that's not at all the thing. So here's my thing. Um, Wizards absolutely look at the numbers and yeah. and decide whether they do or don't want Channel Fireball to run events in this country. Mm-hmm. Channel Fireball and Wizards don't take enough time and care with, A, content creators from Australia to put them on that pedestal to bring in the people, because that's why Magic Fests in America are so big, is because of the content creators. If you take those content creators out of the Magic Fest, guess what's going to happen? Your casual players are going to drop. You are not going to have as many casual players. As we know, Commander is the thing that people go to Magic Fest for. It is now, absolutely. Yes, there's competitive players who go there for the competitive events. Absolutely understood. But when you look at those casual tables and the amount of uproar there was when Channel Fireball first announced that they were going to start charging people to be at the Command Fest mm. and uh, for the Command Zone, and people were like, the fuck are you doing? Mm. And then they went, oh, look, we're going to have some spare tables that you and your friends can still play their casual games at. Because they realized that to do that, they're going to alienate a a subsection of the amount of players that are actually going, which drops their numbers, which then Wizards starts looking at and goes, hey, guys, why are your numbers so low? You you sure you want this contract? I don't know. And the next time it comes up for renewal, it's going to be on the chopping block unless you can get more people to your magic fests. Because that's how business works. Now, do I... Do I think that uh, that this is a good thing? Absolutely fucking not. <laughs> uh, it shouldn't be about looking at the numbers. Yeah. It should be about providing an event for players to go to that that is a pop culture event. Now, here's a little lone factor that you guys probably haven't heard mm-hmm. of. I'm sure some of the listeners have. At one point, Wizards were actually going to take events back into their own company, and they were going to be Hasbro-run events, right? Mm because they were going to make a massive pop culture event out of it, right? They actually approached Reed Pop about this, and Reed Pop went, I don't know, man, like, we could run something. Here's how much it would cost. And Wizards went, nope, not doing that. Because the amount would have been probably surmountable to packs. Now, as you can understand, Hasbro doesn't have enough properties to really warrant an event that is that big. Mm. As big as a PAX, not going to happen. Because if you want to run an event like PAX, you have to have other publishers, which obviously Hasbro don't want to do because it's a Hasbro event. That's why Hasbro ran uh, the very small events that were a very limited number um, at their head office because or around their head office, basically, because they wanted to test the waters on it to see how it would go. Mm. Didn't, didn't match up with what they were expecting. That's how Channel Fireball got the, the contract to start running tournaments in the first place. When it comes to Australia, unless both Wizards and Channel Fireball, which, by the way, I'm, I'm going to have a little bit of rant here in a second on both of these companies separately. Oh, you're on, you're <laughs> on that train, my friend. You, you, it's your train. Oh, Go nuts. I'm, I'm on board. Um, 
unless both of those companies start focusing on other areas, not just America, which they, to, to their credit, they've been looking and supporting Spice 8 Rack, who is Canadian, I believe. You know, if I'm wrong, please tell me. Um, but how many UK content creators do you usually see on Wizards mm. slash Channel Fireball events? Matt only just got in, and Matt has been dogging Channel Fireball for ages because <laughs> Matt's a great content creator, and now he's crossing into Commander so that he can get those uh, those um, opportunities, right? Mm. Myself, I've been at uh, Magic Fests, right? This is the thing. Who who got me into those Magic Fests? Not the same person who actually runs the current Command Fests. And that's where the problem is. Mm. The person who's running those Command Fests for Channel Fireball obviously can't give two shits about Australia. Now, I get it. We're a smaller country. We're less of a pool. But you know why we're less of a pool? Because nobody fucking knows about us. Yeah, what, com- what so, comes first, the chicken and the egg, exactly. Like, and it's, I, exactly. I think this comes down to, of- and that's what I say, a business sense, that so many things can never be based on trust and like they're like and, yeah. and faith that it was going to pay off if you invest in things like intangible things like a community that don't have these yeah. metrics that del- immediately deliver. And, and this goes into, uh, you know, I could go right down the pathway of, uh, of what it has meant when people can work from home in a year like this. And they're like, well, guess what? Actually trusting people does pay off, but I, I digress. Yeah. Yeah. Keep going, Chesh. Yeah. No, no, no. Hold so on. Hold on. Whole... I have to stop yeah, you. Yeah. I uh-huh. have to stop you in that. there are things sorry i cleared my throat sorry (laughs) there are things that are un intangible that you can trust Mm. and i've been doing what i do with commander cookout podcast and commander ad populum and altered art content for almost four years yeah and while i can agree with everything you say about a big corporation not trusting non-tangibles or Mm. there's no such thing as non-projected earnings blah blah blah, all this stuff right of course they don't want to go to australia there's no history in australia there's no numbers in australia there's no money in australia there's no community in australia there's no pro tour whatever it is (laughs) whatever it is whatever it is that they don't want to come to australia for is the same reason they don't want to come to canada for and it's canada's are just Canadians are just a little bit more jaded than Australians. I'll let you know. We're also a little bit. We're also a little bit nicer. We're also a little bit nicer, yeah. so you don't hear us complain just as much. And that's not yeah, a dig. Yeah. That is totally not a dig. But we are fucking right next to America, and they don't even mm-hmm. know. They think as soon as you cross the forty ninth parallel, we live in igloos, right? Like, and yeah. that is a dig on America at large. Like, f the land of the free mostly <laughs> right because by and large the 400 million people that live there don't think of canada as like a like a sovereign nation that is just like they are and just mm. like australia and just like the uk and just like every other developed nation on the planet and we get what is functionally akin to Australia. You know, we get like one Western Canadian GP every nine or 10 years. We get a GP Toronto because it's the fourth biggest city in North America. Despite what people think Toronto is bigger than Chicago. It fucking is. Look it up. Mm -hmm. We don't get it. Right. And when it happens, because there's less promotion for it, 
and because there's less pros that are subsidized to go to it and there's less budget to make table space and 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 cater to the people that show up there to pay money to get in the door with their command fest badge and pay money <laughs> to vendors who have to pay like 10 to 15,000 just to be there FYI that's what they pay for mm-hmm. like a corner booth like a quarter booth right booths mm. are 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 separated into quarters based on the dividers everybody who's been to a magic fest knows what I'm talking about a quarter booth is like 10 grand those people, because the GPs are advertised less to the casual players and the F&M players and the, and the local game store players, they don't even know that an MF is happening in their city Yeah, because it's not advertised. The vendors have to pay as much and they make less money, so they don't want to come. So there's less selection. And when the vendors pay less money, there's less space for tables and casual spots and vendors and food and space and bathrooms and janitorial services and blah 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 right so what the experience for the people that are there is less and when the experience is less you feel like when you're there once you've already paid your money your 80 dollars to get in the door your experience is less such that you want to pay less money while you're sitting there or standing there at a vendor Mm. so it's a it's a negative feedback loop right and the 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 sense that I'm getting from listening to you guys talk about Australian Magic Fest is f- sort of kind of akin to what I've experienced in like Command Fest where, where oh, sorry, Magic Fest wherever I've been to in Canada and other local Canadian events I've been to. And it's like if it starts from the top, right? Like yep. anything. And I'm not I'm not preaching on wizards. I'm not saying like I've got the power to, to to change anything at the Wizards Hasbro corporate level, but I honestly think that if there is change and what is tangible to them, profit to be made at these non-United States of America events, there needs to be expenditure on their end, which is essentially just a write-off for them because it's promotional purposes. There is expenditure that needs to be made on things like artists, panels, celebrities, feature matches, extravaganza, mm-hmm. party. What, what makes Vegas, and Vegas is the biggest one of the year, every year, doesn't matter where you are globally, Vegas is it. What makes Vegas, Vegas? It's an extra day long. There's extra panels. There's an after party that serves food and booze. It's the launch party for the Commander product every year. And I know that you can't do that for for every Magic Fest. It can't be the launch party for everything because there's like 20 Magic Fests per year. Hmm. Uh, regardless of how many products they put up per month, the like 20 per year is, or 25 per year is too many products. Wizards, please. <laughs> please. <laughs> Wizards, please. <laughs> right, right. But... There's parties and artists and events and things and, and like make it special wherever it is. Mm. If it's in the Midwest, it's if it's in Milwaukee or like you know what I mean. Like make it cool. If it's in some not not the biggest of the five cities in Australia, make it cool, right? Put it in Western Canada and make the Toronto people 
go there, right? Like, yeah, yeah. Make it's, it, it's, make it you can special do it like a music, for the people, right? There's, you can do it like a music festival, where music festivals yes, don't don't have yes. to be in in the main place. They can be quite remote, and this definitely happens in Australia in an amazing way. It's like build it, and they will come. But I think, like you're saying too, it's uh, it's 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 understanding that. It's it's greater than the sum of the parts. What you build and and the the numbers and the attendance. It's it's recognizing. And I think the business world hopefully gets more about this, which is understanding what things mean culturally. They won't. They won't. They won't. Uh, and I don't know. That's I don't, not I'm, me I'm, being I'm, cynical. Yeah, no, it's, I know. But it's them looking at what has worked. Yeah, and what, exactly. what has worked in the past. Let's continue to do what's worked, <laughs> and let's yeah. take advantage of naive, predatory. Let's let's make them buy it because they think they're going to miss it mentality, mm-hmm. and let's make money quick and easy, quick yeah. and easy. Let's not put exactly. money into it. Let's not hire a third party. Let's not put effort into this thing. If people are coming and it's profitable, let's continue to do it this way. Because mm-hmm. if we change it, there is a risk that it will be not as good. Yeah. And while that seems very cynical. It's realistic. Coming, it is real. It is realistic. Yeah. A and coming from, like a, I, I, I'm not claiming that I know everything or even a lot, but coming from a corporate management background, it is very oh, yeah. easy. Yeah. It is very easy to put an event or a job or a project into a box that says. This is how we've done it. This is the model that works. Mm. Let's do it like this because this is the model that makes us eight or 10 or 12 percent yeah. profit. Whatever the whatever the break point is that they need to make eight percent profit, 12 percent profit, whatever it is. This is the model that does that. This is what we charge vendors. This is the cost of the venue. This is what it costs to provide food. This is what the after party costs. This is what the event will gain us in money. This is the sealed product we'll sell. This is how much money we'll make, plus mm. or minus one yeah, percent. It's a, it's a and bottom if we line need thing. To, yeah, it's a bottom line thing. And they're a company, and it's fine, and that's how it is. Mm. And I get it, and I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna berate them for that because, like, I get it. And yeah, that's despite my point. what it's their like bottom line company, is, what. Like- yeah, that, whatever their what bottom is, line is, and they want to. Yeah, whatever whatever the bottom line is at events, I'm still gonna go. I'm still gonna buy the command fest. I'm still gonna go and pay my eighty dollars and play in my events and buy all the the sealed commander mm-hmm. decks and go to the after party. I'm still gonna do all that, and it's not gonna make it worse if they need to make a extra one percent, so they charge me five dollars more. It's about the experience at that time, right? Yeah, I totally get it. I, I think that's, if, if, that's, if anybody that good, yeah. is really riding them hard about no, go ahead, go ahead. That that was, that was, is essentially what if, I wanted to say. If anyone's riding them hard because they're making money, I think that's always my point. Of like being realistic that way. Um, Chesh, I will say, and, and you can add in any more points because you know we we did derail you there. Sorry, buddy. Um, but the the positive tone to this. I want to spin as well is is keep doing it like keep doing what we're doing because of why we believe in it not because what we're going to get rewarded why uh, by of course because that's the whole nature of trust that you know you have faith in something that you know whatever it's it's also like expect nothing and then you'll be delighted by the results but the point there Ryan, of course you're going to keep doing what you're doing and, and being awesome about it and you and Brando um, and, and, and just standing up for I mean that's some of my favorite com- uh, magic people in general have been Canadian and I've had a very Canadian day hanging out with a few actually like Mr. Bevers as well this morning and it's like just 
we've had some of these chats and it's it's a similar boat that we sit in as Australians in a weird way. But Chesh, I want to say more locally, never forget what you're doing for us all. Like it's in that you have my thanks that I think you're working harder than anyone to go keep pushing opportunities. Yeah, they, they can be for yourself, no, but not really. I think you're you're on a mission to just get more exposure in Australia. And there's not many of us here. It's we joke like there's not many of us doing content or like whatever. And it's it's funny because yeah, we can joke. We may be the only commander podcast in Australia. There probably is another one. <laughs> you send me an email and shoot me if I'm wrong. But uh, that's that's kind of it. It's it's you know you're you're always uh, pushing for that next thing to go. Hey, well, it's it's about establishing that cultural zeitgeist in a way it's like well, it's, it's well, that was going to be the second half of my rant about the wizards thing yes is that like wizards u.s wizards do not go out of the way for australian content creators but we do have a contact here mm-hmm. which is why i've been on the last two uh commander verses as we like to call them here in australia uh streams that we've done um is because i've set it up with wizards so i've gone the extra mile to try and get you know, people within our content creator sphere in Australia, not just recognized by wizards, but a time slot for Australians yeah. that suits Australians, um, re reshared, uh, hosted on the official wizards Twitch account. And you can say you are a nobody. I say it all the time. <laughs> um, and absolutely you can believe that you are somehow a nobody and again, I will say it all the time that the only reason I get any of these opportunities is because I ask. Yeah, you've got to make it easy for I them. Ask, you know? And I ask. You've, you've... And bring them your idea. Mm. Bring them your, like, give them a full breakdown. Where are you going to share it? What are your socials? What are the numbers you're looking at? What are your subscribers on the platform you're putting it out on? And the same with preview cards and this goes for anyone anywhere bring wizards the idea bring them you know hey i'm doing this thing and it's really cool and i want to include you how can we work together yeah you know they're not going to tell you that they're not going to say that to you at all they're going to want you to come to them with the idea saying hey this is all the information you need (laughs) to know the only thing i need from you is uh sealed commander decks or uh just hosting on the mtg twitch you know Find your representative, talk to them, treat them like a fucking human <laughs> too. Don't just be like, I want the shit. Be like, actually talk to them. Hey, I want to touch base about this idea I had. Also, how's your day? Yeah. You know, mean it. People are people. Fucking mean it. Just, ah, I'm, I'm so, I'm so angry <laughs> at how many people I see who, who have asked this question of me as well, mind you, um, who, kind of go like how do i do this and it's like what do you mean you ask oh how did you get in with gavin uh i found he was coming to australia and i offered to show him around a beer chaperone (laughs) (laughs) that's it like it it was nothing other than that it was just like oh you're coming to australia well let me show you around some places and get some food like it it'd be cool to meet you Mm. you know because that is being a human and you just need to be human. Yeah, um, you, know what? The the day, you know what? You know what? From a a, and I hate to go back to, it, but I always do because I've got I've got some experience in it. Okay, oh, I it. hate to go back to a managerial standpoint where mm. 
I'm approaching a manager. I'm approaching a director of a billion dollar project. I worked on a $13.8 billion project. It was one of the biggest projects ever to happen in Canada. And when I went to a project director, a, a superintendent, a, whoever it was, whoever it was, doesn't matter. If they were in charge of something, they are in that position because they can make fast decisions that are accurate, tangible, profitable, what have you. Those are the types of people that direct the things that we care about in Magic the Gathering, right? Mm. Those are the types of people. Regardless of what decisions they make, the types of people that can make profitable decisions that are quick, accurate, tangible, those are the types of people. And those types of people want to not only be, not essentially told what to do, but they want to have solutions provided to them. Yeah. If I say, hey, there's no content in Australia. Hey, there's less content in Canada than in, in North America. What their response is, is Canada has 40 million people. That's 10% of the United States. What do you want from me? Yeah. Right. Australian, uh, Australian content accounts for 1% of the global content. What do you want from me? Right. If you go to them and say, Hey, I have this, I have this podcast commander cookout. They're, they're the second biggest Canadian podcast for Magic the Gathering. For example, I'm just I'm just making up numbers. I'm <clears throat> I'm just making up numbers. <laughs> right? It's like, oh, well, what are we doing for them? You say nothing, but here's what you can do. Yes. You give them a solution. You provide the pathway to them. And if nothing else, if nothing else, you plant a seed. It's like idea inception. You make the manager, yeah. the director the CEO, the CFO, you make it think that it's their idea. Mm -hmm. And that is a common, what, what, what's the way to say it? Worker to manage, manager practice is yeah. make the manager think that it's their idea. You give it to them. You present it to them in a way that says, if we do this, if you approve this, if you spearhead this idea, this is what I think it'll, this is what I think will happen. Yeah. If you give somebody like Commander Cookout a preview card, for example, mm -hmm. they'll Just share saying. it with they'll share it with X amounts of hundreds of thousands of people. Oh, that could be a good idea. That could be a good way to get mm. it out there. Are are we reaching that audience? Well, this is their this is what their audience looks like. Here's their age demographic. Their this is where they broadcast to in large. This is the market that's there. I don't feel like that market is being captured in this way. Oh, well, if we if we gave that market a preview card and made them interested in this thing, that would be good for us. And then it's their idea. Hey, mm -hmm. let's let's give and and sorry to use Canadian examples, but let's give <laughs> Saskatoon, Regina, Edmonton, Calgary, British Columbia in general, sorry BC natives. Let's give those <laughs> places Let's give those places a preview card to get them interested in Commander. That's that's mm. my managerial idea. Oh wow, I I'm fucking super smart, right? All of a sudden, it's a great idea. And from a a worker or a, a sub management perspective, I'm putting that idea into a manager's head, and that's what you have to do to 
get your content out there, to get a preview card, to do this, to do that, to to lead your community, to lead your nation, whatever it is, mm. whatever you're representing, you need to do that thing. You need to put yourself out there. And what's the worst that could happen? They say, yeah. they say no. And you just continue doing what you're doing because you love it, right? Mm. You just continue doing it because you love talking about it and interacting with the community and meeting new people. And you just continue to do it. And and maybe 10,000 people, 10,000 downloads per week is not enough. Maybe when you hit 20,000, you approach them and, and give them the same pitch or a similar pitch. Mm. Maybe that's enough. Maybe it's not. Maybe you need to get 50,000 downloads a week. Maybe that's enough. Maybe it's not. Like, I don't know what the threshold is, right? Mm. For whatever demographic or, or or nationality you're catering to, I don't know what the check mark is, right? Like, trust me, I don't know. But yeah, I'm yeah. saying I'm saying that the the practice that I'm preaching is successful in a a greater managerial type scenario on multi-million, hundred million, billion dollar projects. And that is the kind of thing that you need to provide to people who have decision-making power on a global scale is give them the solution. Yeah, join the dots for them and they're going to, it's it's make it as easy as possible for them. So, and I, yeah. I think that's it. It's, it's just some good lessons there, even for life. Like I, I always like to appropriate these things into that it's, these are also the same for opportunities in life. And and I want to say even like Commander and, and what we've done this year has taught me a lot about the ways to approach different things in life. And we kind of had a bit of a preamble about it. And, and I mean, I do want to, I do want to correct this course or not correct this course. Wait, this has been fantastic. I, I, I love everywhere we go with this stuff, but it's, it's, I will want to bring it into, this is what's happening. Uh, this is how we feel as Canadians and Australians. And this is what we can do about it. And I think it's about, to me, it's constant effort. And and that's just what I wanted to say, Chesh, that I'm grateful for what you do. I think you work harder than I do, of course, uh, because at the end of the day, we're passionate about it. And and that brings us back to why we play and and, and that kind of thing and, and, and what it's all about at the end of the day. And, and like I say, I've learned so much about Commander this year from the people I've interacted with, uh, what we've had to make do on webcam. We've kind of MacGyvered it all together. We've put our setups together. We've all scrambled, go, where do we get a webcam? How do we do it on our phone? We've helped each other out. Uh, there's even little specific examples of actually, I've learned how to, I want to say, make better decks, but I, I, I've i seen a, a much larger gamut of the way people play based on the people I've, I've played with. And, and it makes me make more well-rounded decks rather than meta kind of ones. But that's almost not important. That's not even what we're talking about. It's, it's, I think back to, yeah, this, this preamble we had before the show was about keep doing what you're doing, try and find uh, a good constant motivation to do it. Don't beat yourself up too much. Like there's, it's, it's about podcasting, whatever. It's about doing something because you, you believe in it, that kind of thing. And, and, and Ryan, you told me before the show, we're kind of getting onto a, a topic of working for what you believe in and, and, and doing, putting yourself in a best position to end up doing what you want to do. And, and I think that's a good way to kind of segue if you guys don't mind, but, uh, just real quick, just real yeah, quick, yeah, yeah. Go for it. more than working for what you believe in is, and not everybody can claim that they do this, but working oh, for, no. or working with working in the medium of mm. what you love and, yeah, yeah, I think that's right. I, I I think that's a very rare thing that 
very few people get to do. But yes, that's what I was going to say. It is. I don't. I don't want to guilt anyone to say you're working no, for a no, job no, you don't no, believe no. in. Exactly, because some things are means and a means to the next step, and that's the important. You, you know. can you can work at a job that is a means to get you to what you love. Yeah, and you can f- and and you can also work in a job that you can find positives in, find rewarding. You can find things that you do that are were rewarding and meaningful, even if generally you don't like your job. And I've talked about yeah. this a little bit on Commander Ed Populum, where there there has to be a 51% positive to 49% negative at least. Mm. If if you get to 50-50 or 51% negative, 49% positive, you got to go. You mm. got to go. You got to find something new, right? And I I don't want to I don't want to get the conversation into down that road of of career <laughs> choices and negativity and all that stuff, but Oh, we've had it. We've had it, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, and every, everybody struggled with this, right? Especially mm. this year, right? But hell yeah. 51% positive and you know what? And this isn't this this is a whole thing if all 51% positive of what you can find that you like is all about how much money you're making, mm, mm. Th- that might be enough. And I hate to say that because because lots of people are not of that mentality, but my experience tells me that I've got a lot of things that I'm thankful for in my life based on the six or seven or nine years that I spent doing things that that weren't enjoyable to me, but afforded yeah. me opportunities financially to get things that outweighed the bad that was my job. Mm. And that didn't, that didn't make me a worse human being. That didn't make me any less of a person. It actually made me more of a person. So remember it's, 50, 51 yeah. to 49, as long as you can maintain that, that ratio or better. And, and you can hold Wizards of the Coast and Magic the Gathering to that ratio as well. You're probably <laughs> yeah, doing yeah. a good job. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's that's been an optimist too as far as, oh, like the glass half full thing because I think it is some 51% days, full. Yeah, you, you may, exactly. You <laughs> may look at your job and, and you go, oh, all this, you know, it's 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 feeling like the negative outweighs everything else. It's like, well, it's it's almost spinning that around to go, well, what do what does the, the money uh, afford me to in opportunities and pay for my house, etc. You know that kind of thing. Yeah, I think yeah. Well, you know the... what? N- nobody's got a nobody who's listening to this. Nobody has a billion dollars, no, right? And and exactly. sometimes it feels like that's the only amount of money that'll make whatever problems, issues, <laughs> anxieties, worries, troubles that you have go away is a billion dollars. And y- yeah, sure. I mean, yeah, fuck a billion dollars would help me. That'd be great, right? Yeah, right. But, but it also change a lot of things. And and that's that's all. I mean, that's a that's a personal belief. But it's it's that it creates more problems than it's probably worth. Yeah, we don't need that. We don't need that much money, right? No way. We don't need exactly. that much money. And you can just just be happy with what you're making as long as it is enough to financially afford you the things that you need. Yeah. And then you can find happiness in whatever else there is. As yeah, long as it's that's fifty-one percent positive, forty-nine percent negative. I like that. And that's, yeah, it's finding little pockets of enjoyment wherever possible. And I think that's that's kind of what the road I'm heading down, that 
anytime I sit down to a commander game this year, it has just been I I I'm buzzing again. It's it's what it is to play Paper Commander, and it took us a while to figure that out, of course. And and but it's this is what kept me going through times where we couldn't do much else. But it's it's I look at it as a positive thing that it, it taught us all to get out of our metas and our boxes and go well, who's who's online. And there's no way I'd be talking to you any other year, I don't think, if 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 it wasn't for what happened. So everything has a different side and an opportunity uh, kind of attached to it in a way and that's that's a kind of I'm, I'm i'm actually a little bit happy with that elegant segue that i did not intend but it's everything the glass half full thing is a simplistic way of putting it but you can perception is everything and i've had some of the worst days where everything is doom and gloom and, and you can't possibly see that from the forest from the trees but it's about trying to learn yourself and and i don't want to preach and tell people to do because everyone's different that's the point but um and that's another point I want to get back to is just everyone is different and everyone is interesting. And, and that's kind of one of those key things I've learned this year. So Ryan, my friend, that's, that's something I've been just bugging to talk to you about for some reason about, we're talking about happiness and life, peace, whatever. Uh, you talk a lot about uh, doing yard work and, and gardening. And, and it's funny. I don't know if it's, it's, it's a chore or anything like that, but I look at, uh, I'm sure you can regale me of the tales, but you live as I said, out in the uh, Saskatchewan prairie, <laughs> yeah, you're you're living in a place that I I've, in a way, I live in country Victoria now in Australia, and it's it's taught me a lot of things this year as far as what nature means, and I think it's actually a fundamental part of humans that we often forget. Uh, but of all the things, I don't really like to talk about command around here, and and that is that is it. But it's it's the conduit. I, I think all the other stuff's really interesting. What what can you tell me about your uh, where you live, really? Because I don't know how many I don't know if anyone talked to you about that on all the things I've listened to. Yeah, like like I said, I've I grew up in what is like the border of what would be fucking Canada in everybody's <laughs> mind, right? Rocks and big pine trees and bears and beavers, capital right? F. Like that is <laughs> I just grew up on the fringe of that, so I have a healthy dose of stepping out my door and taking four steps north yeah. and like being cold and taking four steps south and being windy because it's like prairie country wheat and oats and barley and just fields as far as the eye can see it looks like invasion plains right with all the wheat fields right <laughs> my favorite right like, uh, yeah. yeah it's everybody's favorite come on yeah I, I i was lucky enough to experience both and like I said a few minutes ago, working in the field that I worked in on gigantic construction companies and working all over Western Canada and getting a feel for the geography, the topography, the the price of living, essentially, where mm, different mm. kind of things are happening, different industries are happening in Canada because it's very big, despite what people think where it's from like it, it's so huge here and the pop population density is so low that you can go places and there's just nobody right and it's great yeah, yeah. so my wife and i bought a a plot of land about yeah, 12 or so minutes south of saskatoon it's a city that's about three hundred thousand people big and it's great because it's bustling and the housing property's booming and there's lots of natural resources. So there's lots of stuff going on all the time. I head out to my house when I'm on my days off from my old job and I can just, yes, work in the yard, but the work is 
with the earth. It is planting a garden. It is with trees. It is pruning trees, weed whipping grass, whippersnippering grass, wherever you're from. It's it's the thing that spins around and you cut grass with it. That's what we call it. We call it a whippersnipper. A whippersnipper, yeah, sure. I'd I'd be the same. I'd be cautious to say it's that. It's it's just an Australian thing. It's like, nope, it's just a a, a a weed whacker or whatever. A weed whacker, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's pulling weeds. It's it's spraying for weeds around my steps. I'm laying lots of brick right now because when <clears> it <throat> snows, when you can sweep and shovel brick off and then you get like a random warm day in the summer, your whole patio melts. So you never have to shovel snow and it's glorious, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. Man so, has conquered snow. It's like, yeah, we got it. <laughs> yeah, it's a funny joke, right? This white stuff that falls from the sky, it's not volcanic ash. Mm-hmm. It's... There is a connection with the earth, the landscape, the people around you Mm -hmm. that live in the same environment that you do, who have the same trials, tribulations, the wind, the snow, the heat in the summer, because it gets fucking hot here. It does. I promise you it does. (laughs) It gets humid and our foils curl and it's a whole thing. (laughs) Right? But it's it's... It's about being connected to nature more than anything that mm-hmm. gives you some sense of humanity, right? Like we are just part of whatever else is happening. Oh, and, truth. It's humbling. And, and exactly. I, 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 I bring that into my content as much as I can. I bring that into my deck building. I bring that into my interactions with other people that I'm playing with as much as I can because uh, like the the environment around me, around my house, I live in a very suburban area. There are very few houses around me. It's fields, it's grass, it's birds, it's foxes, it's deer. And I want to bring my connection to nature into my interaction with people because that is a very important part of living on earth. And that's a very mm. like hipster, I don't shave my armpits type <laughs> mentality. And, and realistically, that's not what it is. What, what that means is like, I have my own garden. When I have you guys over to play magic with me, I want to cook you potatoes from my garden. I want to give you fresh spices. I want to give you local beer. I want to play with you in my backyard that I have screened in. So mosquitoes and Australian spiders don't eat you. (laughs) They they somehow came over on the plane. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I want to have an outdoor living space that is hospitable, that provides for my friends and family, my family and friends that is. And I want to be out there because it's so meaningful to be here. And it's beautiful and it's not beautiful on the scale that the 10,000 foot view of the Rocky mountains is beautiful. Mm. It's beautiful in that I want to walk through it and I want to look at grass that surrounds my feet and trees and bugs on the trees that, that 10 inch view that is so beautiful that people miss because they can't see, like you mentioned the forest from the trees or the tree from the forest. I want to be in the trees and I want to be seeing that 10 inch view of the tree with the bug on it. And then I'm back up and I want to see the whole tree. And then I want to back up and I want to see the whole forest. I want to see it all. Right. Yeah. And I have that opportunity to see all that experience it all, feel it all, smell it all, see it all, hear it all where I live. And it's just, it's so special. And, and that really just kind of bleeds into who I am 
Mm. and who I am bleeds into my experience when other people play magic against me, whether it be the kinds of decks I build, the experience that they have when they come to my house, just kind of the general demeanor that I play with. Yeah, it yeah, all definitely. kind of shapes who I am as a magic player, right? Love it. And it's, it's serenity and perspective. And it's something I, I feel so privileged that I, I was able to earn it this year that I, I got a place in the relative country. Not as, not as kind of, uh, I don't think as far out or anything or, or like I, I'm on a smallish block of land, whatever, but it's given us that time to garden, that kind of thing. But like you say, it's serenity and perspective in a way that then relates to, I love that point you made, uh, how you kind of converse with people. And that's changed for me for sure. I live in a small town now and it's 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 changed in a way I realize every, like really, really kind of went to the point where everyone is interesting because here people aren't anonymous enough to avoid them, that kind of thing. You you say hi to someone once and you know them now. And that's really special. And it goes to the, uh, I'm sure you have experience with this too, but my dad always goes on about the bartering system and, and he lives on a little farm down the coast uh, and, and just how special that is. And, and I've learned a bit more about humanity this year in, in that you, you give someone a loaf of bread that I baked and they'll give your bag of potatoes back. And, and it's, it's also, it goes back to what we're saying. It's not an expectation thing. Usually either you may have a discussion about this for this, but often it's like, here, I'm going to do something for that person, give it to them or invite them along oh, yeah. for a bar. Hey, you a know what? I'll, and, gi- I'll yeah. give you an example. Yeah, yeah, I, give it. I, I am not a supporter of communism and I don't live in a commune and I'm not a, I don't live in a socialist province mm-hmm. as if that's, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> as if living in a socialist co- community is a bad thing it doesn't matter what your what your political ideologies are but i'll give you an example yep a couple days ago my neighbor just got a new attachment for like his his bobcat skid steer thing where it's like a big hydraulically driven snowblower and he came and just snow blew my driveway and he was like hey uh he sent me a facebook link to like this this blade for my quad that could push snow he's like i'll do your driveway forever as long as i live here but if you want to buy this thing it's 500 bucks right i'm like okay cool i'll message the guy right he blows my snow (laughs) don't google that (laughs) like a couple days ago and then his wife messages me today after he blew my snow Mm-hmm. And she was like, hey, yeah, we left to the lake today. Um, We think we left our cat outside. I think she got out, right? So me and my little three-year-old just kind of got bundled all up in our quad, and we just drove over, and we just went over and, like, found their cat outside on their deck. You know what I mean? And And it was up on their huge fucking deck that I couldn't get to, so I had to drive back home, grab my ladder, get a whole bunch of shit, drove all the way back over and I had to like climb up onto their deck. I'm like trying to like imagine like a Spider-Man that is in winter gear trying to climb onto a deck (laughs) from a ladder that's three feet too short. Right. So he blew my snow and he does like some landscaping stuff. He seeded my grass. Now I got to go find his cat. It's not about living in a commune. It's not about like trading potatoes for his cat. It's just like. He blew yeah. my snow. I'm going to go and find his cat. You know what I mean? I, it's a good faith thing. He's yeah. got a, like a, a Wi-Fi remote control opener for his garage. So he's up at the lake. He opened his garage. I hucked his cat in. I'm like, hey, there's your food. He <laughs> shut his garage door and I left. I made sure his cat didn't escape and it was all good, right? Yeah, so yeah. It's, it's just about and, yeah. like being one with your community, one with kind of the, 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 the landscape, the topography around you. And realistically, the the... 
the main takeaway there is being one with your community. And that that is yeah. what Commander Ed Populum is about. And that'll and, be back, yeah. And being so immersed and so one with my community that I live with in real life, my neighbors and my yard and my people mm. around me has bled into how I play magic. And I want anybody that I play with to be part of yeah included yeah part of me you know what i mm. mean this is who i am here's here's a projection of myself onto a, a battlefield so you can see who <laughs> i am and it, it is it it feels to me like a very pure expression of the commander format yes and it's one of those things that it initially uh attracted me to the game anyway that this i was like this game I couldn't believe it. It actually has the capacity to show self-expression in a way. And then when I started playing Commander, it's exactly that. You're like, wow, this there's something to this that is I can be uh, extracting the essence of for years, and I still have never got bored of it. And and in the way that it is about, we forget whose turn it is because we're having such a good time. And it's just it's got the dynamics of a board game, but so much more. And it's 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 yeah, just, whose just, whose turn is it? Because we're having such yeah, a good time, man. I've, I've been on forgetting. I've been forgetting whose turn it is since like 2008. Yeah, you know what I mean? exactly. <laughs> Me too. And, I, and then I'm like, oh, I'll, I'll, I'll include this person back in the fold because it's their go, and I, I feel bad for taking a turn, that kind of thing. And and Chesh, Ryan, I always feel bad for cutting in if, if I ever do, but yeah, knock me short if I do. Um, but it, it's funny, actually, you just said about the skid steer thing. I can I can admire some skid steer favors. My, uh, my dad's always had one. I learned to drive one uh basically just cart and mulch that's what he did as a lot of his yeah, business yeah, yeah. and 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 it's just like i i love that like kind of i had a semi-rural upbringing not really as down the coast but uh some of my favorite stories are like dad dad helped out the neighbor down the road because the horse died and he went and dug a hole with skid steer and uh it's just he did it because he didn't expect anything and this goes exactly full circle to what we're saying it's it's you do things on the faith that you know, that's without direct reward, you don't expect anything. And he said, no, it's just what you do. And next thing you know, the neighbors rocked up with four boxes of beer ne- the next day. And he's oh, like, you don't dude. have to do that. And it's like, yeah, exactly. My neighbors it's- and my, oh, man, my neighbors and me exchange so much <laughs> beer. Like my one neighbor, he's like, hey, do you have a table saw? I'm like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Do you have a table saw? He's like, no, that's why I'm messaging you, idiot. <laughs> like, I need to come over and borrow your table saw. And he just comes over and he's just got beer, right? Yes. And it's just like we just, we, we, we table sawed and then we beard, right? Yeah, not the yeah. other way around. Because my table saw is not one of those ones that like retracts if you hit, hit your finger. Oh, yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah, no, my table saw is like from 1985. It's going to yeah, cut whatever the fuck is in front of it, right? So we table sawed and then we beard. And it was it was just awesome because like for a year and a half me and this neighbor he put up a bunch of solar panels it's a whole thing in cco nation they bug me about solar panels right and i'm like oh this asshole but he turned out to be a great guy and his wife and my wife are like best friends now right so it's like it's great and i love that in that you can make i think it's also like you a community can form anywhere that you're allowed to and and that's a really good way to put it. I always think of my brother and uh, he, he had a lot of full drive friends that come over. They're all like sharing things like you say, like tools, machinery, whatever. But it's the beer that kind of kept them together as well. And, and like you all have a feed at the end. <laughs> yeah. and, and I was so yeah. I, and I always you know what? It's got, not oh, it's not all about beer. I don't want to give that no, impression exactly. because a lot of people think that, oh, yeah, well, no, no, it's it's not all about beer. 
it, it, especially if you're it's, Australian. It's about <laughs> we've got a weird well, relationship like, with. Have you with met any Canadians? Yeah. I'm just saying. No. Yeah, exactly. But uh, <laughs> it's not all about beer. It's it's about camaraderie. Again, I'm yes. using the yep. c word. It's a different word than it's a different c word than than <laughs> Australians use. <laughs> I was about to say that C word, and then I was like, you know, no, funny you know, they mean no, the same yeah, thing. Yeah. You say it to your best friend. <laughs> Call someone an F and C, and it's just the greatest. Like, it's like you're my best mate. You know, in the funniest way that I guess it's the eloquence of the Australian language. I want to say, you know, <laughs> not, I like it. Not, I like you, it. It's, but it's, you can, you it's can got a good it. range, right? The Australian yeah. language, the the pinnacle of curse word, has a great range. I do yeah. like it. It's 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 the it's the uh, it's like playing a lich card in Commander. You live on the edge that you can spin that anyway. It's something that's meant to be so bad you can spin it really well. <laughs> you can spin it to a positive, and it's you can use that as the highest distinction for a positive of someone, which is I think the best. Uh, mostly the way I hear chess use it, which is great. I tend to leave it in reserve and I say it very very sparingly. But it's 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 that, and and then the same token you can call someone or we might. And you can do it with the type of tone that is actually quite hostile. And the the oi, oi mate is sometimes more negative, uh, depending on how it's said. Exactly. Yeah, like, it's, it's it's really yeah, funny. Yeah, like it's I, it's really weird. I think there's there's a lot of there's and I like I don't know a whole ton about it, but there's a lot of dialects in different Asian languages where the same word can be said yeah. in five or six different kind of tones. Where it means something different, right? Totally, totally. And the, I mean, that is that is the word is "fuck" weird. in English, right? Like, yeah, yeah, fuck, exactly. fuck, fuck, yeah. yeah, fuck you, fuck you, fuck F- you, right? F- like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Fuck and that's mom. where "f you" is a form of love, uh, in a way that I I appreciate and have always loved from the the CCO kind of. Oh uh, man, the it's, CCO it's just, nation it's the will it's all f you, like, and they will finger blast you. <laughs> There's no question. Right? Exactly. Oh. Here in Australia, we call that a finger fuck. Just saying. <laughs> one up, yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, whoa, whoa, I just, I meant to, I, I was saying one up as a verb, and it just, it came out a different way in a way I'm not even sorry for. Yeah, no, no, no I, we, we, I will commiserate and, uh, yes, yes. <laughs> Yeah, yes, yeah. I'm just nodding. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Speaking language, and it's yeah, yeah, breaking down borders. You know, like we're we're basically it, it feels like we're in the same room in a, in a way. Again, I'm eternally grateful for. So, what I was going to do before we get to our our fun profile questions we often do, and and because everyone is interesting, uh, I, of course, Ryan, you're bloody interesting. It's great, and and every single person is. We'll get to that, but I mean, I better, I better keep this a commander podcast for a hot second, or else we'll be uh, removed off the internet and our podcast license revoked or something because we didn't speak enough. Oh about no, that topic. no! Have you ever listened to CCO? <laughs> no, no, no! I, you I won't. kid, I kid. Because you, you seventeen guys are... minutes before content on YouTube, man, we don't get yeah. blasted for that oh, exactly. at all. What are you talking about? And and that's also why I don't do video content because my happiest place is having a good conversation with someone, having a beer, and and just seeing what happens. And if someone wants to listen to it, go go all power to to you if you don't want it i don't mind i seriously don't mind but i'm having the best time it's great but i don't know like i I think we what's that (laughs) what (laughs) what did you do chesh what did you do nothing Mm -mm. you made a noise uh so (laughs) so what i was gonna do just to round out the uh and bookend it successfully as we're both commander people i guess and chesh is too and, and 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 you are too it's 
I don't know. This year is, is taught us a lot about we talk about the people, that kind of thing. But I don't know. I just want to do a, a quick investigation on on the kind of command you play. I've, I've, I've wanted to actually add this into our profile questions anyway, so it's a good time to do it. But um, tell us about your forever deck. Oh, man. You know, I've been playing command. I've been playing magic for whew, 20 years. Mm. 20 years. I'm just a baby in this game. <laughs> Far out. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, I'm not super old, but I started playing Magic when I was really young, right? I'm super old. And <laughs> there's a lot of depth and breadth and history and stories, and I own a ton of Magic novels, and I know that's not what you asked, but this is, this is the fucking you answer what you you're want. getting. <laughs> exactly. <sighs> My forever deck, if, if a forever deck has to exist... Mm. Because mostly it does. Mostly it does. And based on the industry I work in, it does exist. My forever deck would probably be, would have to be, my Animar deck. Nice. That is 100% altered art cards. And I say oh, yeah. 100% altered art cards, and what I mean is it's generally between 92 to... Uh, 92 to 98% 100% altered <laughs> you know mm. what i mean like it, things come out and things change like dockside extortionist came out it, it got in it wasn't altered prismatic vista came out it wasn't altered deflecting swat came out it wasn't altered um fierce guardianship came out it wasn't altered it all of those things aren't altered yet just last week or the week before came out and the Great Henge got oh. its altar for the deck, right? So now it's in there, right? Big old stone slab, if, nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There were it was like kind of like a Stonehenge, but in space type thing, where like oh, the yeah. island that Stonehenge is on was floating in space. I, I should uh, I should it, preface very quickly. That's like, I didn't even I mean I introduced at the start. If just in case no one knows, like it's if you've been living under a rock and somewhere listen to our podcast and not not Ryan's, uh, but. You you do of course spend a lot of your days uh, altering cards, and I, I want to say the best exi- like the best thing to listen to, I think, is a, a bit of perspective on altering cards because we won't get full into your background. And I'll say you've already said it all before, and it's fantastic. But that episode with um, uh, Commander Central is that the one, the CMDR Central with with Dana and um, uh, and Max, and and that was I think last year. But it's it's got the best yep. br- breakdown yep. of your whole story about uh and, and it's yeah. very very cool but yeah. it's your galaxy type cards man mm, like that style is is one of my favorites you've done yeah i did a i did an episode with dana and max on just kind of pimping decks and altars and just customizing decks in general right and i've had max on commander ed Populum recently talking about kind of the his preferred method of pimping decks mm-hmm. uh, you yeah, can find episode. it just, yeah. just 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 by searching commander ed Populum on google or whatever you can find me <laughs> or or cad popcast on twitter you can find me in the altar of the day and that great henge is was a recent altar of the day the the animar deck is sort of fringe cedh it's the deck that i get asked to play many a time when i go to events hey can i play animar can i see the altars that can we jam right and it's got to show up to ball right like it's got to show up and drop you know like altered art 
fetch land into altered art original duel from unlimited into altered art like birds of paradise into turn two turn one animar into turn two or three kill you like it's got to yeah. be the deck that just just pounds your dink into the dirt right like mm. it's got to be that deck just because it it has kind of the nostalgia factor <laughs> even though it isn't the cedh animar list it doesn't pack quite the interaction that the cedh list packs it packs more of the hey i'm here to combo let's do it a little bit faster than all of the the other cedh or fringe cedh decks are prepared for instead of instead of being the subtle stacks deck that can kind of flip gears and punish you for drawing cards or making mana Hmm. let's let's just be a little bit faster and 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 combo harder with a little bit less interaction so the altered art animar deck is awesome and earlier in the show brandon from mtg lexicon i have played (laughs) it on the lexicon channel in gp vegas and i didn't know at the time they had they had like a strict like uh, three or four times infinite combo loop yeah yeah Right? Like you can't infinite before turn five and you can't do infinite combos more than four times in a row. So I was like, oh shit, shit, shit. Okay, I'll I'll, I'll do this loop four times. I'll just kill this creature, this creature, this creature instead of killing everybody. And then just throughout the, the rest of the game, all of the lands that I played were like the like pain lands and the, the pain lands for modern horizons that, that make you lose mm. life, right? And like... I, by the time I won the game at turn five or six, I was at like 14 life. But the <laughs> only damage I had taken the entire game was from my own land. Self-inflicted, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, like Mana Confluence and, and City of Brass and Pain Lands and, and Fetch Lands and stuff, right? Oh, I love so it. So that's, that's probably the deck that is my deck. But after that, it might be my 65 land Child of Alara lands deck it might be my lord of tresserhorn dies tribal deck or mm. dies trigger tribal deck right it's just it's just fun fun stuff that you don't necessarily always see right it's not zombie tribal it's not this it's not that it's it's something yeah, I mean, cool it's something interesting visually or 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 mechanically right that's what it's about that's right, and and I think that's that's the allure for me. And I mean, I always say magic means different things to different people, but yeah, Tressa Horn's a great one because it's just that's CCO law, uh, as in great stories about Tressa Horn, Lord of Mother Flip and Tressa Horn, so good. Oh, uh, Tresser Daddy, <laughs> Tress right? Daddy, and it's huge. Like it's such a good creature. You're like, how do I how do I work with this? Yeah, it's and a ten so four cre- man. It's gonna hit. It's gonna hit you where it hurts. <laughs> and yeah, it's it's why I love skeleton ship. I love weird stuff like that. But yeah, it's yeah. Uh, I love that to bits. It's um that's super super cool so um yeah we're going to get into it and that's 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 some magic there's going to be some more magic popping up but it's the real life stuff that's why we're here that's why we're having fun and, and having a beer and and you know love this to bits but uh let's get right into it i don't know if you've heard any of our profile questions i love to I, i've been wanting to actually compile these all together and compare runs answers so you can have the uh honor to see how these stack up with like yeah you said before brandon mtg lexicon and uh brandon booster tutor and gavin verhe and it's it's all good fun it's like i just i these always absolutely delight me and i never really share these before the show because i love to see what just comes out and uh, and and so uh yeah without further ado let's let's start it off with the one at the top of the pile ryan 
pineapple on pizza. What's the stance? 100%. 100%. I don't care what kind of pizza it is. I think with that, I think we're pushed over to, uh, I think that might have the majority now of pineapple and pizza on the pro. Wow. Wow. Yeah. And there I was thinking for a while, it's like, no one's going to have this experience of like, God, they don't ever see it or whatever. Maybe it's just an Australian thing. And uh, it's like a, that whole Hawaiian pizza flavor, which I, I since learnt is, is a whole thing about, I guess the no, pine- listen, pineapples, my, the tropical you know, side you know, of the you know, spam be- as well. Before the show, I told you my brother-in-law was over in the garage. We're drinking beer. Yeah, my yeah. wife brought home pizza. And I don't know. Do you have air miles where you are? It's like a rewards program for spending money. You just swipe your air miles card and you get like uh, points more or back less, or whatever it's, shit. It's just called something different, like flybys or something. So Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah it's fine. Yeah, yeah. We, we collect our air miles all year. And then at Christmas, we cash out and we just bit like $500 worth of booze, right? Yeah, so yeah. when we do when we do our booze, air miles, Christmas, cash out, my wife gets pizza and she's just like, fucking pizza, beer. And she's like spitting off beer and pizzas like she's a pimp, right? Mm. And my brother-in-law came over, so we're we're out in the garage, and my, my sister-in-law's pregnant and shit, right? So we're in the garage. She got her mask on. She didn't want to get sick, and they live in a different city, blah, 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 mm. right? So my three-year-old comes out, and he's sitting in his little foldable chair, and he's got his little table, <laughs> and he's eating pizza, and he takes his first bite, and he's like, oh, mom. There's no pineapple. And I'm like, that's my boy. And I just like take the pizza and I just chuck it onto the ground. I give my wife a dirty look and she goes in and gets some pineapple pizza. Nice. It's legit. It's telling you. It just offsets the flavors, Chish. But uh, I'm not. I'm not trying to. It's sweet and it's 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 just like so pungent in in contrast to all of the Mm -hmm. smooth and blended and like thousand year old pizza flavors. Get some pineapple on there. Bam. I, I will preface, right? of course, we say it every time, but Chesh, uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure Chesh would actually enjoy pineapple, but can't have it physically. It's like an allergic thing. Fibers. Oh, allergic schmashmergic. Oh, no. it. It's Chesh delicious. Chesh turn into a balloon, were you? Like, it's, Everybody's you're, allergic you're to pineapple and strawberry. It just depends on how much you eat. <laughs> I love strawberries. Yeah, what are you yeah. talking about? Um, well, I was going to say it's 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 that principle though. Like, uh, aren't Canadians kind of accustomed to uh, a bit of contrast in those flavors? Being the land of maple bacon, yo, maple bacon. Don't get mm. me started. Holy we smokes. can have some maple bacon. Bonus question: I've I've I haven't asked any Canadian uh, guests this, and I I it's usually the first thing I ask a Canadian. What's the deal with packet milk? Do you guys have that? Packet milk? Or is it that's a, just a regional thing? So I used to listen on other podcasts and, and some of the Canadians would talk about packet milk a lot. And it's just a thing that happens. I think they mean powdered milk. No, I mean, no, it's that. But literally you have your, your milk in a packet rather than a, uh, a little, uh, what do you call it? A carton or a bottle or whatever. You get your milk in a packet. I need to find out. I feel out like you're listening from. to podcasts from like 1964. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> radio shows, you call them. Yes. Yeah, exactly. radio shows. See, yeah, yeah. yeah, copper pan. See, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, get your packet milk and uh, get your I get my milk in five, or I get my milk in four liter jugs or two liter cartons. And I have the option of skim one, two, or 3.25% or, and or homogenized. Yes. That's how I get my milk. I live in a developed country. 
mostly. <laughs> All right, here you go. So they say packet milk. Uh, milk bags have been in Canadian fridges since the 1970s, selling mainly in Ontario. Uh, on, I can't say it, Ontario. Uh, Quebec and the Maritimes. So it happens places. I'm, maybe it's it's not everywhere. But, yeah, I've, I've equally had some Canadians go, I don't know what you're talking Those about. Those are like, all of the provinces or major areas where they have either higher population density or areas that they have more rocks or more forests where they can't have huge, mm. huge amounts of cattle. Ah, we can have huge amounts of cattle here and there is no beef and or milk and or cheese, dairy product so shortages you, you can get your farm to table uh, action going. oh yeah farm oh, yeah. to table oh, yeah. yeah it's still <laughs> moving yeah it's some portlandia stuff you know like it's, it's like yeah. did, where, where did the chicken grow up you know like how how was it it's upbringing yeah fucking like next door <laughs> <laughs> exactly his name's steve so yes. yeah he is named steve steve is the dude name that i use it's like yeah fucking <laughs> steve I use yeah. Steve. I use Jeff. I use uh, yeah, exactly. Everything's just yeah. It's not have... Joe Blow. It's it's no. it's Steve. Steve, the generic. We called it. We called a wombat Steve uh, recently. It's uh, oh, a yeah? wombat was boppling boppling around in a country, and it's like oh, it's oh, wombat yeah. Steve. He would show up to my friend's house, and uh, then he got he got uh, he had to be mended because he got diseased or something, and they had to uh, had to tend to wombat Steve. Poor guy. But yeah, wombats are funny. I digress. Uh, <laughs> pet card you love may not be the best, Ryan. What's that? What would that pet card be? Pet card. Ooh, pet card. Vampiric rights springs Ooh, to mind. Really? Vampiric rights. Do, like do pet it. cards need to be bad cards? No, not necessarily. I li- I mean, you know, you know uh, like you guys do, love a good bad card, but uh, if you've got anything okay, objectively okay. bad pe- that you love. Okay. Vampiric rights uh, is a, it's a cool Twilight's card. Call. Twilight's Call is another one. You really like the color black, don't you? Hmm. Yep. The Twilight's hmm. Call is better than Vampiric rights. Oh, yeah. Uh, Yogmoth's will yeah. better than Twilight's Call. Also black. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Non-black pet cards. Ooh. I feel like people forget about Twilight's Call. It's such a rad card. Twilight's Call is the shit, man. Yeah. Nobody who played with me in in the Vegas rotisserie night twenty twenty nineteen rotisserie draft forgets about Twilight's Call because I ran a <clears> Twilight's <throat> Call right into a Graft Digger's cage. But no, n- nobody will ever let me forget that. But Oh, yeah, I did, I did one the other day where one. I got... Invasion original, right? I got a foil. Got a yeah, foil yeah. in the Balthor deck. Ah, oh, Balthor, uh, Balthor is swag. Pet cards? I don't really have pet cards, man. They're just cards <laughs> to me. I just play them or don't play them. Um, oh, fair, fair. Approach of the Second Sun. Any any deck that I play that has white and usually has Approach of the Second Sun, except for Lisa. Lisa. That's a te- good one, yeah. I like apart. Approach. Mine's like, and, and mine's actually a good card, but Spelltwine, but people forget about it. I just love Spelltwine. It's great. But yeah, Twilight's Call. What a card, man. I'm going to read it again. It's it's four black, black sorcery. You may cast Twilight's Call anytime you could cast an instant. Oh, it's got like pseudo flash. Sick. If you it's pay... got pseudo flash for eight. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah, if you, I've if cast you pay that two more, eight, no like, doubt. Ha-ha. And then each player returns all creature cards from his or her graveyard to the battlefield. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Surprise. Yeah. Boom. Yeah. I got to play that more. Yeah. 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 Uh, Flash it in for eight, eight at the end of player four's turn and just crash, just crash when it's your turn because they all got like pseudo haste. Yeah. You got to leave eight open, but if you're leaving mana open anyways for tricks or whatever, a late game, you just like, you draw your card, it's a land, you sandbang it and you're like, ooh, Twilight's Call, just do your land, mm-hmm. better sandbag. They think I got two cards in my hand. Just kidding. Twilight's Call, end of player four's turn, kill you. 
I mean, I talk a lot about getting everyone involved in the game and I kind of love weird symmetrical effects like that. I'm not even going to, you know, look to like abuse them too much. I'm going to chuck this in Rexial because you're doing, you're not trying to mill anyone out particularly, but like they, they should have 40, 50 cards in their graveyard and just, just do it and just go, everyone, death duel, duel the fates plays and <laughs> battle with your best stuff. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, do yeah. it. Bring show it. me what you got. Yeah, show me what you got. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, no, that's a good one. I I, I appreciate that. No, I'm, I'm going to allocate uh, Twilight's Call as your uh, pet card then. Sounds good. All right, cool. cool. Love it. Um, Chesh, you got your little cursor over the thing? Yeah. Do you're, I? You're, you're you sure hovered over that? Indiana Jones. Spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah, I was right. Um... So, who would you most like to have dinner or a drink with, dead or alive, real or fictional? Wow. Who would I most love to have dinner or a drink with, real or fictional? Mm. God dang it. God dang it. That's a loaded question, man. I'm sorry. That's a... That's... Yeah, you... Dinner or a drink, dead or alive. Mm -hmm. Really? You're gonna mm-hmm. you're gonna suplex me four different ways. Ah, just real or fictional, six different ways. Fuck. Just like the cure song, six <laughs> different ways. That's a good one. You're welcome. I'm good mm-hmm. that. Real Stone Cold Steve Austin. Nice. Fuck yes. yes. Yep. Also real. Um, my grandpa, but like mm. forty five years ago. Oh, I don't know your grandpa. Uh, but, yeah, that's but... fine. I love that answer because Joel the Canadian. But I do. Uh, Joel the Canadian enthrallment last weekend, uh, last yeah weekend, said exactly the same thing. My grandparents, but like when they were his age, and he goes, "It's just a point of perspective." Yeah. I'd always love to just hang out with him at that age and and just share what you know and, and what you would, you know, what the times like and everything there. So wow, wow. Yeah, I, I, I would share <laughs> to I would share on to him what I know and just maybe make his and my dad's business better so my mm. dad could be more successful so i could have more success so i could give my son a better starting point right mm. uh fic- mm-hmm. fictional i'm i'm not sure i don't you know do, I, I, do I, I go to tolkien i go to magic verse i yeah. don't know yeah, uh yeah. lord elrond i don't know i don't read a whole ton of fiction books Anyone but Jace. Anyone but yeah, Jace. Fucking... Yeah, Jace would, Jace. Jace would do something to your drink or your mind, but anyway. Jace um... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. had a theory about Jace, but we'll we'll talk about that afterwards. Um, yeah, exactly. No, I like that. I mean, uh, I don't know. Aragorn would be pretty badass. He'd be a cool dude. Um... Yeah, Aragorn would be good. Gandalf would be good. He's the Ooh. oldest fucking character, the oldest main character in the Lord of the Rings type saga right maybe yeah, besides he's from, he's sauron from the, and saruman and he's whatever, from the first right? age right like it's uh he's the main character so he'd so be a good candidate right mm. we know a lot about him true true uh i don't love the one um jeff said uh about hoven on the the magic card because he would look like he'd smash some beers oh, well, smashing card? beers maybe people maybe maybe one day people would want to have beers or dinner with me i don't know we would love to you know that it's like i i was honored when you said we'd we'd even the 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 possibility that we could end up at your house one day that's you know not oh dude the the fucking the next magic fest (laughs) they call call it mf they call it mfcco right we just Mm -hmm. have it in my yard i got a bunch of acres that people just put put tents on right (laughs) (laughs) it is the music festival exactly no 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 it's um i think that's that's perfect for uh for covering off You, you you know kudos to you covered off three things in that list usually it's one person for most people so um 
Yeah, next one was, uh, do you have a video game Hall of Fame? So uh, one or two or five games that are always you kind of Whew. most impressionable well, to you. I'm I'm not a video gamer, right? I don't watch a ton of TV. I don't play a ton of video games. I'm too goddamn fucking busy. <laughs> and I, ju- I just blew up my microphone again when I said that. But no, cool. if I had to put a stamp it on it, it would go like this. It would go Diablo 2, Lord of Destruction Expansion, Battle.net, hands down, no questions mm-hmm. asked, Hell yeah. no patches, no fuck all, version like <laughs> 1.11, fucking Diablo 2. I love it. Not I'm a not question. a gamer, but exactly this level of detail. It's And that's the thing. Like, no one has to be typecast as a gamer. Everyone can, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. N- next, next up would maybe be Super Smash Bros., but for Nintendo 64. Not the Malay, not the Brawl, not the Ultimate, no. Mount Nintendo 64. 64 Super Smash Brothers or bust. Get the Lip. fuck out of here with all your teching, jumping yep. up and edge grabbing and shit. No. Oh, I, I felt 64. the same way. It's 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 like you jump on the new versions. There's just way too much going on. I just can't do it. But it's like I want yeah. I want scabs on my hands from like mashing that old uh, 64 control that hurts way yeah, too yeah, much. Yeah, yeah. The C buttons and the and the and the yeah. The, I got to control my hands to fit around yeah. this thing. And yeah, exactly. Let's jam. That's another. I mean, I'll I'll get to a uh, a side question of who your uh, character is on that one. But Chesh, did you have something you would chime in with? With Diablo 2, is it more about the rune runs? Like constantly trying to get all the runes so that you can get your uh, your pally uh, freaking damage auras up? No, you know what? It, for me, it was about it was about leveling up a like a, a character that could do like hell level boss runs, bail bail Diablo Mephisto hell runs with <laughs> different <laughs> types of characters, maybe with Enigma rune word armor so you could teleport and just do it real fast. That's why you need the certain patch to have access to Enigma rune word. But also when you get to a certain level where you could just do like player versus player battles and just say, hey, like I've got, you know, one extra percent damage on my weapon or whatever than you do. So like nine times out of 10, I'll beat you in the long haul if we're allowed like rejuvenation (laughs) potions. Like it's just like super tight battles between players where you're like oh yeah level 90 duels or level 95 duels right like it's just it's kind of just old school it's it's evolved now because there's like there's kind of like different versions of diablo 2 that are the same game but it's like redevelopments of it that you just that have added stuff you know what Mm. i mean I, I don't play anymore. It ruined my life twice. Put me in the hospital one time because I stopped sleeping. This is Whoa. back in the day. Wow. <laughs> yeah, but I'm not a gamer, right? Oh, Ryan lives life to the fullest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 100% or bust, right? Exactly. Um, yeah, no, it was about leveling up and making up. a really good character based on what you could find and then just like dueling as a result, right? And just going ham, just getting all in on whoever you're dueling, right? Just like a hundred duels in a row. You start You start a duel with like, a million money in the bank and you end with like four dollars because you just lose it all every time you die right and you just do like a hundred duels wow. it's just it's just totally fun man diablo 2 lord of destruction expansion of course so you can have access to the additional weapons additional character classes just fun dig it dig it um yeah so yeah i was, I was gonna say the uh the, the, the smash thing chesh is is super funny because i i can't believe i haven't thought about this but i've I've actually done this in IRL meeting people if I find out they play the game or, you know, they are a gamer. I was like, all right, real talk, personality test. <laughs> Who's your original Smash Bros character? And I can tell a lot about you. 
<laughs> so yeah, who's who's your character on Smash Bros, Ryan? You know what? I've played Brawl. Mm-hmm. I've played uh, what? How do you say it? Melee, melee, melee. Yeah, melee. Everything after that I haven't played, and my my dabbles into brawl and melee are very limited. Very no, go, limited. Go OG. That's I got what I into mean. other things after that, but on Super Smash Bros. Nintendo sixty four, I played. One. Yeah, like the first one where there was like ten characters or twelve characters, one. right? Yeah. I played Mario, Samus, or Captain Falcon, and that oh! was when Captain Falcon. That's when Captain Falcon could like you could push back and and still Falcon punch the opposite direction. Yes, where yes. you couldn't do that in in melee oh. and in Mario, where you could push backwards like the opposite way that you're traveling, you could turn and shoot a fireball. Where in melee, you did that weird cape thing to redirect projectiles. Yeah, yeah. In, that's that's in the depth of this the, game. In the original Super Smash Bros. for N sixty four, you could push the opposite way that you were floating and do a projectile or or a falcon punch or mm. or a, or samus could shoot her um just like pop off a little beam or yeah, a little, a little warning shot <laughs> yeah, like yeah, yeah 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 <laughs> or a bomb that or a, was yeah, who exactly. i played i played mario samus or captain falcon love it chess do you have one of those or did you did you ever play smash no no, no. all right hard no but wait pikachu right being a pokemon fan Pikachu was good because when you did like when sure. you did Pikachu's like up like yeah the, like the super f- jump or whatever oh, yeah. you could you could change directions with it mm. without having to like circle around like Ness's like ball that shot him in the ass and that's, you could that's... you could you could multi direction jump with Pikachu and that's why I like Mario too is because Mario's jump was a little bit directional yeah, yeah but if you needed it to be it could be straight up and it was very high so Mario could save himself very easily I, I love that talk about the technicalities of this game too because of course like you're saying the other ones the the, the one you get the one on switch now and i'm just, just noise of stuff i can't even deal i can't even deal oh yeah it. and, and much, they're all like, they're all super crazy technical yeah, like you just hit this button at exactly on. this yeah, time exactly. with this character you can do this and do that right but i mean they're all like that you break it down to which frame and how do mm-hmm. you push zed right at the right time and you can roll when you land and all this shit right like but I, I admire but they're it all as a like game. that yeah exactly yeah and they're I, all like that i admire it as a game that has its own competitive scene and everything and i can i could follow that which is really cool but i'm just i'm not that level for fun but it's uh, we often found like we would turn all the items off and just simplify the whole game because like you said the original one with the 10 12 characters whatever it you played it so much with your brother, with your friends, whatever. Split screen, old school, best time of of gaming like that, having fun, and to the point like you're saying, you boil it down to every. You know the mechanics of how every character works and like the what the pros and cons, and you start to know all the minutia in a way that you could never get that close with uh, other games, and it still keeps rewarding in a great way. But that's that's the funniest thing, man. Like it just mm, speak to my soul because my two characters were strictly Samus and Captain Falcon. And, and oh, interchangeable, yeah. like it's that's good. Good characters. Well, yeah, they they move so in good. a lot of the same way. Their role is a they lot do. of the same speed and the same distance. And like the way that, not the way that they, not the way that they're. I, I don't know what the what the word is. Their super jump, like their mm. their last jump. Yeah, you know, yeah, you that, get like jump, jump, whatever, and yeah. super jump or whatever, right? Yeah. Their their first two jumps were very similar. Yep. So they got they, the same kind of loftiness in a way. Yeah. A lot of the mechanics were similar. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I love it. I love it. So uh, yeah, I, I I'm gonna try and ask that more of people because it's uh, it's really funny. Like my wife is just a hard curvy player. 
like a really good. Oh, Kirby Kirby's play. good because Kirby Kirby's can just amazing. go forever. At least, oh, at yeah. least on on Smash sixty four, right? Kirby yeah, can go yeah. forever. Oh yeah, and just you can like brick. So you resilient. can brick with Kirby and just drop somebody <laughs> and then just like unbrick and just yeah. float back up, right? Like the, there's the, there's tricks with Kirby, right? It's, and then it's the legit. good players will really lean into what you can get off the other um off the other players. Like you can steal their abilities, yeah. and it's so good. But uh, yeah, we digress. Smash talk, man. Like love it, love it. So recommend us an album there, an album, Ryan, of of musical goodness. <sighs> oh man, dang. An album of musical goodness. Oh, it just it could be spoken word. Actually, I I don't want to limit it that way. No, but, no, uh, yeah, yeah, no, no, that's, that's fine. Yeah, music's oh, fascinating, yeah. and I love sharing it. You know what? Album, album, notwithstanding, I've been listening to a ton of "This Is Lincoln Park" on Spotify lately. Oh, it's interesting. got a it's it's got a bunch of newly remixed songs by non Lincoln Park artists and a lot of Mike Shinoda remixed stuff from Hybrid Theory, mm. Lincoln Park's original like debut album. So that's great. This is Lincoln Park on Spotify. It's great, but like they've got seven trillion listeners <laughs> universally, so it's fine. Um, the same goes for um, Chromatica by Lady Gaga, her latest album. That's great. Love it. My three year old loves it. Yeah, she's bloody talented. Like um, she's she's actually just like a true artist. Yeah, love Lady Gaga. So does so does he. And my wife loves all of her pro human rights lyrics and and mm. all that kind of stuff. And she's a great artist, great singer, great piano player, right? Uh other than that, dang, I don't know, an album? The Wall by Pink Floyd, but maybe watch the movie. Yeah. Maybe watch the movie if you Good get choice. high. Like, I don't know. Yeah, 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 for sure. Like, That's the thing. I, I love that one. And you know, I think, yeah, Pink Floyd stuff lends itself to listen to the whole, whole album because it's a whole journey. And um, yeah, yeah Ro- Roger sure. Waters. I saw Roger Waters live in studio. Roger Waters, or not live in studio, live in concert, The mm. Wall. It was about a four-hour show, and it was the entire wall. Yeah. Um, com- comfortably numb was about 14 minutes long and it was mostly just like psychedelic stuff and yeah. smashing of bricks of this giant wall that was as tall as the stadium and just guitar solo which was great mm, um, definitely definitely I love it. No, oh, dude, I, it so I love great. the um the David Gilmore stuff as well as like the the different side of Pink Floyd that you know they mesh into one in a great way. But like there's different ones that are a, a bit more his influence and whatever. But um yeah, it's I listened to uh, what was the one Shine on it's, Your Crazy Diamond yesterday, and it was like that yeah. was actually I need to hear yeah. that. And it's like that's a great one to if your mind. It's needs too a bit bad of a break. that David Gilmore and and it's too bad they went like and I don't know the whole history of it, but it's yeah. like they they're they're not together anymore, and Roger Waters owns it all, and it's fine. Oh, and they make comments they, about each other and exactly like yeah, yeah they they the david gilmore portions of the wall that are so obviously david gilmore are like wow this guy was like so influential for what year was it 1978 or nine yeah or 19 what was it 69 or 79 is it 79 uh, right the wall is yeah 79 exactly and especially if yeah there's a bit of conflict going on because it had to had to brew up over the 10 years or whatever it was the 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 story of the child that is the character in the wall coming of age came up through the seventies and mid sixties, right? Mm. The, the David Gilmore portion of that album experience that is the guitaring and just all of the things that are just so deeply musically meaningful to people where you just listen and watch. Mm. 
are, and are very moving, right? And I very much like the wall. And it's probably it's I'm like I'm I'm not a mystic. It's not revolutionary that the wall is good. It's the biggest album of the seventies, mm. right? But if you haven't experienced the wall, it's good, and and people should understand the deeper meaning of it, the alienation of it, the school, what they're teaching you, how you have to conform, and and all of the kind of the societal kind of fucking meaning of it all. It's just, yeah, it's just yeah. good. And you don't, you don't have to conform and you can, you can do your own thing and you, you, you should. Mm-mm. And I think that too, like that, there's also another thing there is why I love a lot of seventies progressive rock and really spaced out things that take a long time to kind of, you know, they stretch out that message and it's not three minutes of instant gratification. Uh, that's another, you know, example of, Give that a go and slow down and just listen to something because it is there and and try and feel it and yeah know, it'll it'll take you it'll take you a good two albums worth oh yeah oh <laughs> yeah, yeah for sure and, and it may it may take years sometimes if you know whatever but it's uh, I find that a form of meditation is really good so and you know what it's it's funny you say it should take years because I listen to the wall and I like the music I listen to the guitar portions of it as a guitar player right and mm. I didn't understand all of it listen to it again and it's like okay this is cool watch the movie right oh i understand a little bit better now you do some research it's cool i i'm I'm starting to get it i i understand i feel like he felt see some of the things that he sees right it kind of marinates more well-rounded opinion it marinates yeah yeah, exactly you let it because that's the thing not everything has to be complete the first time you experience it yeah i listen to it now i watch it as a dad i listen to it as a dad I'm, and and a husband and somebody who works and somebody who has been for example been bullied been ostracized been mm. shut out been been ostracized not allowed hey you can't come to this you don't look like this you don't do this you can't mm. do this you can't be with us right it gives you a different feeling right and 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 the ways to cope with that is is all encapsulated in the wall. And yeah. if if you were going to listen to any of that, your question, the wall by Pink Floyd. If you want to deal with depression and anxiety, this is Linkin Park on Spotify. Mm. If you want a, a feel good dance party, something that is progressive, something that makes you feel good, something that you should teach your kids, this is Lady Gaga on Spotify. Love There's it. Your Fantastic three answers. answers. And and it's also yeah, that's that's another point with music for me. Horses for courses. Do you you need a? It's it's a fantastic having a quiver of different music you can look to at different times because I found that I find that very important. And I know a lot of people say oh, I listen to every genre. And it's like yeah, exactly. Like it's it's that kind of yeah. Thing. Sure you do. Yeah. You know how many genres <laughs> exactly. there are nowadays? Yeah, Man, exactly. everything's a different genre. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, Just don't forget about Black Flag when yeah, you're angry. Exactly. Sometimes <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, Psychocore neo wave. You know, like um, Gregorian chant, whatever you want to. You know, you'll find a genre for everything. Um, so next one was you got that one, Chesh. Nah. Uh, I'm serving. I'm serving yes, you up. Uh, best magic art, in your honest opinion. Best magic art. Oh dang! Anything by Ron Spencer? Yeah. I don't know. It's so cartoony, high contrast, high color. It is from my favorite era of magic. That is the the '96 to 2001 era. That that five year stint or so from from Urza's Saga mm. to the end of Invasion Block. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's so many like it's just that he you know what it is? He knows how to he knows how to shade a round surface. 
it's like <laughs> it's it's the Yorgi will uh, uh, biceps. It's the um, I even see like how's the um, I love the new brainstorm. That's a wild time. Agree. Any any particular one you love the most? Ooh, invasion swamp three three nine. Nice, <laughs> nice. I love when someone can I'm recite. I'm such the a magic nerd. I'm such a magic nerd. Invasion swamp three three nine. It's the it's the swamp with the little tree and the little quill spike guy in the tree. You could probably just Google invasion swamp three three nine. It's my favorite swamp. It's my, I I don't know if it's my favorite art in all of magic. That might be Yogmoth's Will, Mm. which coincidentally is another Spencer piece. It's a piece that when I alter is always a challenge despite the way that I alter it, whether it be extended border, changing something, doing kind of some art deco piece, whatever it is, it's challenging piece, but it's on a piece that I love. I've done a a a five color silk screen like twenty inch by eighteen inch piece of Yogmoth's Will. It's hanging in my office. It's the backdrop of all my altered art altar of the days on the Commander Ed Populum Twitter page. Nice. Uh, probably Yogmoth's Will. And it, it's probably no coincidence that Yogmoth's Will is probably my favorite card in magic's history <laughs> it is a red one a little bit powerful i'm a, and i remember how much um uh when what was the what's the the red version uh the the, the underworld, underworld breach. breach underpants breach exactly yeah <laughs> when yeah. that came out you guys like mm, this is mm, this is the kind of stuff we absolutely love and and you guys were i think some of the first just going nuts about it so wow. we're still going nuts over it. I, whenever there's a deck submitted by cco nation that is underwear breach inclusive <laughs> we try to fit it in we don't fit it in purposefully but because it is of the kind of deck that we like because it can utilize underworld breach we will gravitate towards it Love it, and and got to have mother flipping uh, brashy tea in there too. So oh yeah, BT, so. <laughs> oh, that's, that's it. BT we got a video. BT. We got a video of brash brash taunter coming out probably before this airs, but it it would we we go hard on brash taunter for a good long while. <laughs> exactly, cool, for cool. sure. Uh, next one is recommend us a movie. <sighs> <laughs> return of the king extended edition i don't Hell know it's yes. the best movie of all time it has to be extended edition full stop and i think we can just end it there <laughs> yeah 100 yeah, yeah. greatest I, movie of all time 100 percent of its oscar nominations most number of different camera views most number of nominations highest budget highest grossing for its time mm-hmm. it checks literally every single box of greatest movie of all time fantastic answer did you watch and the I will, reunion i will fight people on that oh yeah 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 i agree did you watch the reunion where they got the cast back together that was amazing and it was um, i didn't can i find it on youtube you can find it on the tubes it's uh it's very very good because it, it illuminated a lot of things like the whole peter jackson thing where uh actually vigo mortensen says it. he goes we had a saying where it was a very new zealand made movie it was held together by eight wire uh which is a uh, a uh, it's a what do you call it? It's it's basically barbed wire, right, Jesh? Like it's a, the farm wire they use. 
yeah, know, pretty much. Like and it's and life. it's a saying that New Zealand. It's like a bit of an Australian kind of thing as well. Like you, you kind of just <clears> hold it together and you do what needs to to be done, even if it's a bit dodgy. And they talk about all the rigs they made that were just like, well, I can't, this wouldn't happen on any other movie. And to the point where they're all, it's camaraderie. They're all. They all talk about that was the greatest thing they ever worked on, and they've—I think they've all got tattoos as well, remembering the time. Yeah, yeah, it's yep. it's it's mad, and that's the only thing I'll ever watch. Like, uh, what do you call it? Like commentary and uh, the extent, like the extras, I guess you call them. Uh, on yeah, on the big... the extras on the Lord of the Rings, like if you if you ever bought the box series, oh, that's my favorite. The extras thing I are like yeah. fifteen hours long, man. Yeah, you have it's... to watch it. It's so goddamn good. It deserves an Oscar all it's by itself. Longer than the whole trilogy. My yeah. wife's like crying when Viggo Mortensen buys the stunt rider her horse. She's yeah. just crying. It's oh, good. It's good ass so, shit. I've I've got I've got something I want to know if you actually know now that we're talking I've established that you're pretty deep into the extended edition DVD of of Return of the King and all the other ones because like I say they're they're some of my favorite things I own and they're a reason to always have a DVD player in the house <laughs> you know when things are going online you got to have a PlayStation to play a DVD because you got to play uh flipping uh, Return of the King um have you ever gone to the chapter screen of of the DVDs and go on to the last chapter and then press right, like one more time. I've gone to the chapter screen, but I've never I to, pressed I'm, I'm, right one more time. I, on each of maybe the, this it, is something that me and my maybe maybe my kid have to do this because he's, love this. he's three <laughs> and we've watched extended edition, and a three year old can only watch a grown up movie for about twenty to thirty minutes per night. So you can imagine how long it took us to watch all three movies extended edition. It took us about a month. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. You got to and, and you got to have yeah. a break. And the amount of times I, I go, oh, we're going to do a trilogy watching, and I. Fall asleep halfway through fellowship, you know, it's uh, a <laughs> yeah. lofty ideas of twelve hour marathon that kind of thing. But yeah, so what I'll say, try this one out next time you get a chance. This is a little secret that my friend showed me, and I can't believe it's such a weird thing. Like, why would they put their, this on the DVD? But it's amazing. There's an Easter egg that in all the chapter screens you can press right one more time, and it'll, you'll you'll be selecting the chapters, and then it'll show a picture of a ring, and then you click on it, and each one has a bonus feature. That's hidden in the in the menu. Does, does it happen in the in the Blu-rays too? Do you know? I hope so. I haven't checked. My I book. hope so. God dang! I gave <laughs> I all my DVDs away. Because <laughs> there's, there's I, I I won't spoil it, but each one is absolutely amazing. It's like uh, okay, see, there's some I'll, funny I'll stuff. Do it just after that, this it's all recording. funny videos with the cast that they've done over the years. Like one was like an SNL skit, and one was hey, I won't spoil. It. There's lots of funny stuff happens, and try it out. Anyone who's who's got those DVDs on hand and has still has a DVD player. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah we Those got dvd players we got a whole trunk of dvds come on this yeah. is canada we don't have internet yeah exactly so uh chish fire up my friend mm-hmm. next one sure who's your favorite pokemon though i know that you don't actually really watch a whole lot of tv oh dang you know yeah. i do have a 100 percent fully completed pokemon base set of cards hey and a hundred percent fully completed pokemon jungle set um foils and non-foils because there was both in the in the jungle set of all of those cards the last one that i obtained was a non-foil venomoth Ooh. Can I call non-foil Venomoth my favorite, or Hell yeah. can I call yeah, a, a foil Charizard? Or a Charizard was the last one I obtained for the the foil set. I reckon Venomoth's heaps cooler. 
Like no Not one chooses Venomoth. Venomoth. Maybe say, maybe huh? maybe a, a Pokemon trainer uh, Clefairy <laughs> doll was the last trainer card that I got from the very last booster pack of Pokemon base that I ever bought. Love the it. Fairy doll. I was going to say, uh, how 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 good condition is that Charizard? Uh, it's it's decent. Con- there cons- there's definitely somewhere. It's it's not a five hundred dollar Charizard. It's not a PSA or a, mm-hmm. or a BGS like ten. It's certainly not. There is some surface wear because it was either played or shuffled unsleeved, as per what is regular <laughs> for that time. Just should break um, a bit. <laughs> Yeah, it, it's it's yeah. not it's not ugly though. It's got no wear on the back. It's got no wear on the edges, front or back. It's it's not terrible, but it's also not great. I can tweet it to you if you want a picture of it. <laughs> <laughs> it's not it's not it's not pristine, immaculate, awesome, but it's also not ugly. And I did for a time <laughs> own an ugly, and I did for a time own a very ugly one that looked like it was on the floor of a boot room in elementary school and just walked over on gravel. Just cheese. I did grated. own several that looked like that that kind of found their way out of my collection for PSA ones. Y- yeah, exactly. Right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, yeah. That's great. So I don't know. Non foil Venomoth. <laughs> that's probably my favorite. <laughs> Am I saying the right? Am I even yeah. saying the right card? I don't know. It was like such a long time ago that I got that card. Like I say, Venomoth's badass because no Venomoth one's going to vote for Venomoth, and I yeah. love that. I think it's so cool. There it is. From jungle, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Right. yeah. 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 Maybe. Maybe. Um. Um. What, what was the next set? The rocket set. I got a. I got a ditto. Team Rocket. Team Rocket. Yeah, I got a ditto. I like that. I got a dark Charizard, not a foil one. I just got a regular one. Hmm. But I got my regular dark Charizard before I got my my foil Charizard from base set. Hmm. I got I got a bunch of first editions in the base set. A couple are shadowless. Like I don't know whatever cards those are. Those are my favorite Pokemon because those are the good ones, right? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> shadowless are indeed the good yeah, ones. Yeah, my yes. Charizard, however, not shadowless. It does have a shadow. Sorry, <laughs> sorry to disappoint. Yeah, all my foils are are, are shadow included. <laughs> love it, love it. Um, best way to round it out is uh, and, and to round out this what's been an amazing conversation. And thanks for sticking with us for two and a bit hours there, Ryan. Because oh, this dude, is, I told you, twenty four hours strong. As long as I got <laughs> beer, water, a little bit of food, maybe a protein bar, I'm good. We're in the we're in the Goldilocks zone, exactly. When the, when the conversation keeps going, we keep recording, and and we'll never never stop that. Uh, you know, if it's zooming. So thanks so much, man. But uh, the 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 last one to kind of round it all out. Recommend no, that's we've already done that one. What am I talking about? In just a few words, what does magic mean to you? Oh man, magic! Oh, d- yeah. just a few words. Do you want to die? Yeah. <laughs> Kill me. <laughs> magic is literally my life mm-hmm. at this point in my life. It provides me all of my, not all, but a very large percentage of my entertainment and social interaction particularly during lockdown 2.0 covid mm-hmm. lockdown right hyper lockdown i thought you, you know, said right? you were gonna say you, you weren't gonna say the c word but yes no not. i mean nah. what <laughs> magic provides me so much in that regard even if i'm not playing because i got shoddy ass shitty country internet mm-hmm. i can interact i can tweet i can facebook i can zoom i can wear by i can discord i can podcast right Magic provides me all that. I'm not a man of a few words. If you've 
met me were on almost an hour, two and a half hours. Speaking my language. Magic is literally. magic is now my career in mm. multiple podcasts and content channels in altered art. It has given me the opportunity to develop a craft in painting cards and and create content. It's allowed me to travel throughout the continent. It is, it's literally everything. And it's, it's almost hard because it's Mm. like, how do you, how do you compare what I call literally everything to like my wife and my kid? And, Mm. and this is how I support them. This is what I do. This is, this is the medium in which all of my life experience has been channeled into to create and to do and to produce and to work. And it's a little bit of a joke. I walk around, I'm a fucking zombie all day because all I do is produce magic, but there's nothing else that I would rather do or produce that, that I would be as happy doing or producing. Hmm. Right. And there, there's, there's no other thing that I would rather put so much time in except for maybe my my son's development but he's not quite there yet right he's not quite to the point where he needs so much undivided attention Mm. so much energy and so much focus and specificity in whatever his endeavors are he's not going to play in like the nhl or major league baseball tomorrow right Mm. so i have the time to dedicate myself to magic to make a living and to make savings and save for his education and his development and Hmm. magic gives me all of those things and and in addition to all of the other things it gives me right companionship camaraderie leisure everything that magic gives everybody who plays magic Hmm. in addition to that it it let it, it affords me the opportunity to to provide for my family and to make a living and and make my son the best he can be and i'll just say keep doing what you're doing because it's um i mean you've been a big influence on us um or me personally for sure that is like yes you can do a podcast and talk about it doesn't all have to be about magic uh per se or it's the conduit kind of thing and and what why it brings us together and then everything about it but then the fact that all the little parts of it are internally interesting um you know that's 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 kind of it that you know you you set a precedent for sh- for that and and you know i want to say a uh, a bit of a kind of point of excellence in the community too it's like always keeping it real so um yeah thanks my man that's it's it's been amazing and and a, and a great opportunity to finally have you on on the uh, the cast and very very thankful so yeah um chesh do you want to very briefly just run through your uh, entertaining topics for this week? We've got just to uh, double bookend it out. Don't Google that. I watched um, Tenet, and it certainly ooh, is a movie. Tenet, Tenet. I heard about this. It's not a good movie by any stretch of the oh, imagination, yes. but it is absolutely Nolan. a movie Pattinson. that does things that movies okay, do. Okay, so it's it's not going to be a waste of your time is the best way to put it. I cannot <laughs> guarantee that that is going to be the case. Way. Fair, fair. Uh, if you're anything like me, within the first, like, ten minutes, you'll have figured out what the plot is. Uh, as I did before I even watched the movie, uh, one of my friends was like, so, Tenet, and I said, yes, from the trailers, this, 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 and he went, 
why aren't you writing movies? Because <laughs> <laughs> I just basically called the entire plot. Uh, and then I watched it within the first five minutes. I was like, yeah, I was right. Fair, fair. So it's a movie. It's not, it's not terrible. It's not shit. I'm not going to say it's not a waste of your time, but it's fine. fine. Question mark. The, 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 the common Cheshire answer. I love it. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, Mandalorian's still good, yeah. of course. Shock yeah. horror. Um, who, who would have guessed that John Favreau, uh, and if people don't know, uh, hashtag Iron Man. I was going to say shit. Um, but yeah. Who would have guessed that John Favreau would uh, create a series that is just amazing yeah. and that we would all fall in love with, despite the fact that it has one very horrible person in it. it. There's that, um, but yeah, we'll, we'll, whatever. Other than that, it's 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 good and things are happening in that that I won't Oh, please don't, because I haven't watched this week. Exactly. Watch it if you haven't. Yep, nice. I know. Um, and, oh, Indiana Jones 5 hey. was announced. So, yeah, who the fuck knows why? <laughs> but, uh... <laughs> I mean, I'm not. I'm not sad about this. Uh, there's potential here that it maybe, maybe it will mm. be good. I'm not going to tell people it is going to be good because, quite frankly, yep, that's the thing that's that happened thing, for sure. Uh, Ryan, my friend, did you have anything you kind of been vibing off? Like I said, ah, uh, no, no, I don't that's watch okay. Mandalorian. I don't. Always. I don't watch Indiana Jones. <laughs> <laughs> Heathen. I've been watching Natu- National Football League, but there not even go. really because baseball's not on. <laughs> I'm yeah. just so boring. I'm just so boring. If it's not like, if it's not Treehouse, Cartoon Network, or Magic the Gathering, I just, or baseball or football, mm. it's just, I'm just, I just don't watch it. I, I feel like such a no, plebeian. No, no, no. That's, no that, that doesn't, that, like, that's all the point. It doesn't by any means define you know interesting whatever and like i'll say i'll say what what uh form of media inspired me this week it's the garden <laughs> it's the birds in my yard you know like that kind of stuff it's it's, it's it is it is summer for you guys right it is right and it's getting pretty hot it's scorching um it's oh, yeah, man. a good time but like all the all the, the work we did in winter is kind of uh manifesting now and we're seeing all the garden growing which is really nice and yeah been a cool time so um yeah uh my not was this week i did actually get to watch a little bit of tv which is wild that never usually get to uh checked out some of that queen's gambit show everyone's talking about making memes about that it's 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 you know magic <laughs> it's chess basically um that's pretty cool it's it's uh it's well shot it's you know artistic it's um pretty enjoyable a lot of just the art direction i really appreciate that's kind of why i, why I dug it and um you know just really cool to see a uh, the story of a, uh, a woman going through the chess circuit and like a lot of things i think the i think the yeah. art direction is the result of it being a book from like 30 years ago right i i imagine yeah I, i'd be interested to actually read said book for sure so um yeah it's 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 pretty cool like it's I don't know. You have have these notions of that time appearing, and you're like, "Oh, it wasn't very colourful." Whatever. It's like, no, that is one of is a very colourful time for sure. Um, there's there's just a lot of architecture, a lot of uh, fashion choices, that kind of thing. And those, it's weird. That's the kind of thing I was drawn to in that one. So, um, but I can't speak too much of the merit of how it all plays out. I mean, I know it's suspenseful. Went through, you know, uh, her whole climb the ladder of the the chess circuit which is super cool um but yeah uh that i think rounds it out my friends and i think we better let um let us all go on our merry ways and enjoy the rest of our afternoon slash evenings and and whatnot but 
I'm gonna I'm gonna round out again just by saying thank you, Ryan. Like it's uh, thanks thanks for what you've done. Uh, it's got to stop gushing about you, man. <laughs> oh, no, but, uh, please it's, please don't. Uh, I just need a recording of you gushing. Butter butter up your ego. Uh, but thanks for joining us for a couple of hours for some great chats about uh, life, uh, magic, what it all means, um, GPs. That was fun. Um, oh and- yeah, you know what? I hope it doesn't come off like I was complaining because I'm I'm never knocking what Wizards does. Mm. I'm just always holding them to the flame i'm just asking why i'm saying whose idea was it where's the motivation that's that's all i'm i'm I'm, i never want to knock i just want to ask the question why exactly and keep it real exactly but um yeah um i think uh just just keep doing what we're doing and and keep kind of uh enjoying and and making the content we we enjoy and uh just try and make your uh commander tables a better place is is the message I get from things, and and things might eventuate from that. Canada might get a bit more um bit more love, and so might Australia if we we kind of keep moving forward. I guess so. Um, until next week or whenever else. Uh, I guess you're the first off the uh, the rank there, Ryan. Where can the people find you? Yeah, they can find me commandercookout.com at CCO Podcast, Commander Cookout on YouTube. If you want to find my solo show where I do a little bit more community-based stuff and a little bit more touch and feel, you can find me at Cad Popcast on Twitter. That is the official Twitter account for Commander Ad Populum Podcast. Of course, Commander Ad Populum on Facebook and the associated Patreon sites, patreon.com slash CCO Podcast, patreon.com slash Cad Popcast. You can Google probably Ryan Paneff. I'll probably come up for either. <laughs> And of course, wherever you find podcasts, you could search for CCO Podcast, Commander Cookout, or Commander Ad Populum. Those are all the places that you can find me and my associated content. Nice. We don't say it often, but actually Google that. (laughs) Actually (laughs) Actually Google Google it. it. We never say it on CCO because it's always dirty. Yep, exactly. Uh, Chesh, Chesh, my lad, where can we find you? You can find me in old places at Cheshire Place Games, except for Twitter, because Twitter is shit at mm-hmm. Cheshire Place. That's, that's bang on. And um, you can also find us IRL if you're in Melbourne next week. We're uh, we're doing a little thing mm-hmm. for uh, Cheshire's um, uh, other channel called Chesh Breaks, where we, we open basketball cards and talk crap and, and have fun. Um, and we're actually going to go to a brewery in real life because it's somewhat safe and uh, be be reasonable humans and socially distance all that stuff, but have beers and open some basketball cards and have a bit of fun. So um, that's next Saturday, I believe, the 18th, I want to say. 19th? 19th. Yeah, 19th, 2 p.m. Um, at, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, check out Chesh Breaks if you want to find the details. That's a good one. But you can find me at Pass the Jam Sam on the Instagrams and the Twitters, and you can also find the podcast at CMDR crunch.fireside.fm is the website uh if you're listening to it anyway you know you can find it on the spotify's on the itunes everywhere there that's fine you find us on the twitters at cmdr underscore crunch on instagram at cmdr crunch and send us an email or questions feedback whatever you want pictures of cephalids we don't really mind we'll let let google do the heavy lifting there that's fine uh to cmdr crunch podcast at gmail.com um so yeah i think that's all creds out of the way let's uh let's sign off with a uh, a bit of advice i think um if you want to i've probably like dropped enough bloody advice this episode anyway <laughs> but uh tell tell our lovely audience what what they can do uh you know to take the next steps in life so to speak i'm just gonna say i don't know play the cards that make you happy i'm gonna say party on dude. <laughs> party on
I'm going to say whatever it is that you want to do, just decide and do it. Mm -hmm. Put all of your being into doing it and everything else will get out of your way. Decide what you want and do it. Decide. That's 99% of the battle. The other 1% is everything moving out of your way. Decide. Do it. Put 12 mana into it and just freaking go ham. (laughs) Yeah, 100%. Love it. All right. Thanks, guys. Have a good one. Meow. Meow. Do-do-do-do-do.